Jesus nah. Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a For another week of N4G Radio, episode 510 for March 26th, 2018. And he's a man eater. I am a man eater. He's a man eater. He's a man eater. Listen after the, the, the show and you'll understand why. I put an outtake in. Outtake. Anyway, on the show this week, we have Drew. Hello. 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 We have Jay. Namaste. And we got the Wombat. Whoa, here I come. That's it. Uh, oh. I'm not going to give you the full song. Get a towel. Watch out, boy. You have to pay extra for the full yeah, song. Yeah, you got to pay extra for the full song. <laughs> Yeah, call this phone number. <laughs> call Ryan up picks up and Ryan says, "Hey, what song you want? <laughs> Five dollars. Five dollars. What you want? What you want, bitch? Whoa, here she comes! Watch out, she'll cheer you up. Oh wait, you want it uh, at tempo? That's another two bucks. <sighs> yes, you want it on? You want it on pinch? On pitch? That's another two bucks. You want a song like Carl? That's $20. <laughs> Whoa, here she comes. Watch, Watch out there. <laughs> it should chew you up. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Video games. Drew, video games. You played a video game? She's a freaking man either. She's anyway. A yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually did. A um, couple games for review. Uh, the first one being Titan Quest on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Yeah. Um, who else has played this? I bought it. I played it for like 10 minutes. Okay. Didn't like it or... No, I just... I had a lot later. of other shit to do. I just... Yeah, there's, too, there's still a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, I just booted it up. I'm like, alright, so that's what this is. Let's go. So, I was a big fan of Titan Quest back in like 2006 when it first came out. Played a lot of it um, because... <laughs> to be honest with you, we hadn't really had any type of game like Diablo 2. Uh, so uh, I picked up Titan Quest, played tons of it, played the uh, first expansion. Funny enough, this game came out in 2006. Last year, they just released a second expansion to the game. Sure. So, uh, but the the newest expansion does not come with this bundle. It, uh, the first expansion does... Uh, this is, I don't even know what the name of the, is it just called Titan Quest or is yes, it Titan Quest Remastered? Or? Legit just called Titan Quest. Okay. So Titan Quest, uh, they now have it on the consoles. Um, 
yeah, it's Titan Quest. Uh, as far as how it translates to a controller, it's not as good as Diablo 3. Um, they're still based on a grid system. So like when you play a action RPG, much like this game, uh, typically you click and your character moves to a certain spot. And Diablo 3, they kind of changed that for the console versions. They did a lot of work on that game. Uh, with this one, you're still on a grid system, so you may move forward or move to the right, and your character, after you stop moving the control stick, still moves a little bit just to get into that one square kind of thing. And it does throw you off if you're not careful. Um, but, I mean, anybody who's ever played Titan Quest, I mean, this is a, an okay version. Um they uh they they've done some really cool stuff as far as like uh mapping most of your abilities to the uh the D-pad. So I'm playing the Xbox One version. Um and you can have multiple abilities uh tied to the D-pad which you say oh there's only four but then you hold down the left trigger and then your abilities then shift to the other one. So you can have up to 8 at a time on the uh on the I guess the ability wheel whatever you want to call it. Um I really like the class system. It's really cool. You don't really have a class, per se, when you start the game. You just choose through numerous skill trees. Uh, you can uh, mix and match different classes to create like a hybrid class. Uh, it's really cool. I, I like uh, I like the feel of it and stuff like that. It's, it's really... It, it brought back a lot of memories for me, because I played a lot of Titan Quest back in the day. What kind of uh, multiplayer functionality does it have? It has online only multiplayer. There is no local co-op, which is kind of a misstep, no. I believe. No. I know, I know. Uh, but there is, uh, I want to say six-player co-op. Okay. I could, I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's Titan Quest. I don't know. I mean, if people who out there who don't know what Titan Quest is, think of uh, Diablo. It's a loot-based Loop, Action there parties. it is. Loop, there it is. Loop, Adam's family. There loot. it is. Not loop. Loot. I said loot. Sound like you said loop. Oh, sorry. Well, technically, it is whoop. Yeah, I know it's whoop. It's with an H. Whoop. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Uh, played some Titan Quest. I'm actually really enjoying that game. Uh, Ken, me and you are going to have to party up at least once. Yeah, no, that's fine. It's, it's fun. I got it for $20. Can, you, can you find random people to play with, or is that not a thing? No, you can. Okay. Yeah, I just but who don't want to do that. I mean, you can do that. I'm not going to. You can make time for it. You can t- you make time for it, but I don't... You know, no, I, don't, I don't play with them randos. I don't play with randos. Unless it's Overwatch. Yeah, but then I don't talk to them. Yeah, I don't talk to them either. But then if they act stupid, then I go into the all chat and say, Report this person. Because he sucks. Son of a bitch. This seems like way too much effort for quick play. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) No, I don't do that. I have had people say that to me. For what? uh, For not healing them. To which I'm like, hey, you're a Genji, and I'm Lucio. Stand fucking next to me. (laughs) Stand next to me. Nobody's standing next to you because you forgot to switch to healing. You're still on speed boost. Hmm. You know, I see that sometimes where, like, I'm playing a tank 
and I got a Lucio standing right next to me, and I'm almost dead, and I'm, my shield's about to go down, and then I die, and I'm like, why were you not healing me? There, that's a complex thing to think about, because Lucio's healing is not great, so there are situations where using the speed to get you out of the situation actually is better than healing, but it's a case-by-case case scenario, so it's hard to tell. Yeah. I think he's just an idiot, but I don't know. I'm going with option B. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Play some Overwatch. Uh, Nobody wants to I, hear about that, Drew. I know. I'm not going to bring it up, but I did play that. Um, was the new hero, Drew? Uh, with the new hero. Was a new hero. But Brigitte? Brigitte. Brigitte? I always call her Brigitte. Whatever. <laughs> it's it's baguette. It's baguette. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could just say Bridget and be over with. <laughs> That'll be another level of wrong, but sure. Propane. Um Next game. Next, uh, the, the next game, let's talk about it. I am playing for review Far Cry 5. Yeah, you are. And I can completely talk about it. Completely. Nice. When's, uh, when is embargo? 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm, Pacific nice. time. So. Specific time. I, I have put about 15 hours into Far Cry 5, ask me anything. So about you know the the thing that Far Cry I think seems to try to do as a first person open world game is they try to differentiate themselves by having a very imposing and memorable villain. You know how they did it with uh, Far Cry Three with uh, Voss, Far Cry Four with Pig and Men, and Far Cry. And the fact that I can actually remember their names speaks volumes because most of the time I can't remember characters' names, yeah. so they're memorable, so they're good. But for Far Cry Five, they have this whole cult. Tell me about that cult. So the cult is known as Eden's Gate. Uh, they are a religious cult. I, I, you know, throughout this entire game, I have yet to hear any mention of Jesus Cristo. There is no Jesus in this. They have not mentioned Jesus at all. They mentioned God. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what kind of religion this actually is. It may be their own religion. Um. You know, the memorable villain. I have put a decent amount of time into this game. Joseph Seed is his name, the bad, main villain. Bad Seed. That man has shown up twice and has not talked to me at all. On the other hand, the people I am seeing are his family members. So let's say had who all played uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands? Yeah, you know I did. I know you did, but I'm asking other people. Not me. I did not. Okay. So in Wildlands, <coughs> the I guess it was a country or maybe I don't yeah, know it where was, it was. Uh, state. Bolivia or something like that. I, I can't. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It was it was an area of a country. Right. Every region was ran by a different person from the cartel. And you would go and liberate that area and then take on that person at the cartel. Uh, the Seed family is basically that. So you have the top dog, Joseph Seed, who is 
very mysterious. You don't really see him that much. I saw him in the intro, and I've seen him one other time. Uh, he doesn't really give you radio transmissions or anything like that. I'm sure he will show up later on. Uh, but his siblings are the ones who you take on, basically. At the very beginning of the game, after you make it through like the tutorial area, they give you an option saying you can go to the north to take on jo- Joseph's older brother, uh, go to the east to take on his sister, or go to the south to take on his younger brother. To which the guy talking to me says, I highly suggest you go south. Now, I don't know if that's because due to difficulty or what. Maybe it was just part of the story. I think you can take on all this stuff however you see fit. I'm did not the, certain. Did the enemies have like levels that you have to worry about or some shit? No. Good. In fact, good. in fact, this game, I think, does a very good job of making somebody getting shot realistic. So if you got a guy, a standard-ass guy like standing next to you trying to shoot you and you shoot him with just a pistol he could possibly die from that one shot Far Cry has always been slightly realistic in that way now uh, your character can take a good amount of shots um, and there are perks that give you more health and stuff like that but um, as far as the enemies go I mean unless you got a guy wearing a lot of body armor you can usually take them down in one or two shots yeah, I prefer that to the, oh, I'm level 42 and you're level 40, so I take about 50% more damage to kill than normal kind of deal, kind of Assassin's Creed nonsense that they're doing with Origins. Right. I really don't like the higher level crap where they do exponentially more damage and take and take more, you know, take more stuff to kill. It's really annoying. Yeah. So, uh, let's see here. Um, one thing I do like about it is that you're not playing as some random college student who gets caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, in this game, you actually create your own character. It can be male or female. It can be any race you'd like. Um, they are a silent protagonist. There is no voice dialogue uh, from your character. Um and you play as a uh, deputy sheriff, or a sheriff's deputy, excuse me, uh, with the intro. I mean, I, I don't know if I should even talk about the intro. How, how like, spoiler, how important is the events that happen in the intro, I suppose? It's basically, this is how you got screwed. And, um, and now you had to escape. Those well, intros I are think, usually... I, I think it's the very beginning of the game, so, like... But still, those I, intros are very, like... Yeah, yeah, I understand. So just like say like spoiler warning, and then if you want to like step out or whatever, I'm interested in hearing it because you know okay. it's the very beginning. All right, so I'm just... way out then. So okay, okay. So let's um let's uh, let's say spoiler warning for the next probably two minutes. If you want to okay. skip ahead two minutes, we'll uh, we'll post some chat for you, Ryan, when we're done. He's not here. He's already gone. Um, so, yeah, uh, you play as a sheriff's deputy who goes in with the sheriff as well as another deputy and a guy from, uh, I think he's uh, the U.S. Marshal. And you're going in to arrest Joseph Seed uh, because they said that uh, they have evidence showing that he has murdered people or he has been attributed to murders of people. And so we fly in in a helicopter right into his compound, and they let us in. 
and uh, you there and you take him and you try to arrest him. Of course, you're surrounded by a bunch of his cult crazy ass people. Mm-hmm. We get into a helicopter. They shoot down the helicopter and they kidnap everybody. They kidnap uh, the other um, the other uh, deputy. They kidnap the sheriff. They kidnap the um, U.S. marshal. You're the only one that's able to escape. And uh, it, it just goes to show you how deep the roots are for this Eden Gate cult because they have followers everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but that's, you, you get caught up with uh, a guy who's like an old Vietnam vet who's like, you know, I hate what they're doing to my county. And this isn't, this isn't, this is America. You can't do this shit. America. And uh, that's where you start off. You got him, and then he tells you to go to different places to hopefully gather a resistance. Okay, so couldn't he call for backup or something? He is a you know officer of the law, so couldn't they get like the National Guard or something like that or to help him out? Or well, that's what they were trying to do before Eden's Gate took over the entire county. So they basically did a whole. Splinter, like I wouldn't say splinter cell. That's 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 the wrong thing. Let's say a sleeper cell. A sleeper cell. People who were with the cult, who then kind of spread throughout the entire county, and then all at once kind of took over everything. So the sheriff's office doesn't really exist anymore. Hmm. They've locked down the entire place. Lock it down. So very extreme circumstances, right? Yes. Okay. This probably wouldn't happen in real life. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's the intro to the game. So Ryan can come back now. We got chat him. He's obviously not listening. Okay. But uh, yeah, um, as far as how this game plays, if you have played Far Cry Three or Far Cry Four. You're going to be very, very familiar with Far Cry Five. Uh, so, how many radio towers have you climbed so far? All right, let's go ahead and get into that. There is one radio tower. Ah, okay. The end. Really? And you get they, the whole entire map? That is, that's not how it works. Oh, okay. Uh, when you go to different places, when you when you so you you know the, the map is grayed out. When you just walk forward into the map, or you discover a new location. It fills out part of the map. On top of that, you can find maps scattered throughout the world that then fill out parts. So radio towers, you climb one radio tower at the very beginning of the game. The guy says, now I know what you're thinking. You're going to have me climbing radio towers all over this damn county. This is the only one, I promise you. And he wasn't lying. It's funny because they actually promise that it's the only one. Like, the gamers already know. They're like, oh, man, not another fucking radio tower. Yep. But they actually tell you. That's actually pretty funny. Yeah, they, they they definitely have some humor in this game. Okay, good. Uh, everybody, like, even the Resistance members are like, you know, backwoods rednecks. <laughs> who, uh, they, you know, it's they, it gives off this whole, yeah, America vibe. Merc! Um, there are side activities. There's a side activity um, that's kind of like the racing. It's not necessarily racing, but it's like, do this stunt. And it's all about this daredevil who's a lot like Evil Knievel. 
they said that he was the the baddest son of a bitch in the world. By some bitch. Yep. Some bitch. Uh, so you can do those. There's uh, tons of side missions, um, and then there's also the um, the whole, you know, just the random things you run into. Like uh, there's some cult leaders like escorting uh, resistance members that you can rescue, and everything that you do in the game uh, fills up a bar, which is like the resistance meter. And if you fill it up at certain increments, especially like your wanted level goes up more. So. The more notoriety you get in a certain part of the county, the more people will come after you. Um, they also use a drug. I can't remember. It's called Bliss. And if you inhale it, you, you know, you look like everything's sparkly and wavy. Uh, and you run into certain cult members who are high on Bliss. They typically take a little bit more shots to kill. Most of the VIP cult leaders are usually high on bliss. You can tell because they have a green smoky aura around them. <laughs> it was like a really bad body odor after taking this drug. Well. It kind of looks like that, to be honest with you. Uh, there's still the wildlife that you can do. Now, you don't you don't hunt animals to craft better stuff in this game you hunt animals to then get their skins to which you sell uh you're going to be using a decent amount of money in this game uh because you're going to be buying most of your weapons um you can do all sorts of attachments silencers scopes extended magazines stuff like that everything's customizable uh there's a ton of um melee weapons in this game so there's there's a really big infamous infamous there's a big emphasis on melee weapons baseball bat shovel pipes all sorts of stuff like that nothing breaks in the game right you can just keep using it yeah as far as i know okay. uh, to be honest with you i haven't really used the melee weapons that much okay well i have two questions based on the things that you've been saying well, my biggest concern whenever you talk about a silent protagonist is that oftentimes that'll have a very negative effect on the story. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have any real agency in the story. You're just kind of on rails. You kind of do whatever everyone tells you, and you have no choice in the matter, and it kind of really takes you out of the experience in a lot of ways. How is that feeling? Um, you may get that a little bit. The thing mm -hmm. is is that they, they the intro sets up the characters that you're supposed to be rescuing pretty decently well. Okay. So there is the motivation to, I have to save this other deputy. I have to save the sheriff. I have to save, you know, the, the U.S. Marshal. Um, and it's, you know, I mean, they, they they do a decent job of setting up, I have to get these people. I have to save them. You know, and that's right. kind of your motivation throughout. Um, the other question is, how is the... How was the combat, like the gunplay and stuff like that? I think Far Cry is always at its best when you have like a plan to take out like an outpost and you think about executing the plan and the fucking tiger from the from the woods just come, 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 come out of nowhere and just start attacking you and you like throw like a meat at the at the outpost and just the tiger goes over there and starts biting off the dude and you start taking shots while they're distracted by the animals and stuff like that. Do they have a lot of these... Uh, it's like immersive, like random experiences that kind of pop up, the kind of in the moment kind of nonsense. Absolutely. Yeah, there's great. there's been a ton. This is still a Far Cry game, and uh, you know you're going to run into. So you remember the honey badger from Far Cry Four uh, was the annoying little asshole who 
you know, would tear you apart. Mm-hmm. Now we got Wolverines, <laughs> and uh, the Wolverines will chase you down. You got black bears, cougars, uh, tons of different like predatorial animals. Yeah, this, this, this question is very important. How good are the bears in this game? The bears are pretty good. I have ran into mostly black bears, American black bears. There is a bear that, so uh, you can, I wouldn't say tame them, but you get allies. So you can have a gun for hire, which are different people that you can bring with you into a mission. And you can also get the fangs for hire. And you have, uh, your first one you get is usually going to be Boomer, which is the uh, the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these these uh, people, you know, the the the, high, the for hire things uh, help out a lot. They have different abilities. Boomer can spot uh, people even whenever you can't see them, so they'll show up on your map. Uh, but there is a fang for hire uh, named Cheeseburger, and he is a giant grizzly bear. Oh wait, so you can go into battle with a fucking grizzly bear? Yes, and you can direct the grizzly bear to go to places. I'm gonna have to play this game now, Drew. Yep. Done it. Yep. Well done. And there is a cougar that you can get named Peaches <laughs> that will tear people apart. I thought you were going to say its name was Courtney Cox. <laughs> That's Cougar Town. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just set him up and knock him down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's that. There's tons of like those small moments, like the things that make Far Cry Far Cry are still there. So, you know, uh, planning how to take out an outpost and then going and executing it perfectly or screwing up at the very beginning and just saying, I'm going to mow every motherfucker down. Uh, it's, you know, and it works. That's the thing. Now, this game is kind of difficult. There, there, are, there are times where they will throw everybody in the kitchen sink at you. Um, there are some issues. So the first issue is the loading times. Now, this I'm playing on an Xbox One. No Xbox One X or anything like that. So loading times are relatively long. And if you die, you're stuck at a loading screen for a little while. And if you're at a hard part and you die a bunch of times, you get sick of seeing that load screen. How long does the, the Valkyrie take to come down from the sky to resurrect you and so they can con- you know continue with the game? Oh, uh, man. I don't know. Uh, I haven't timed it. I would say mm. it, there's, a, there's a decent probably 20 seconds mm, okay. of waiting. Um, the initial load time is obviously longer, but uh, there are zero loads, you know, throughout playing. You know, you can go anywhere, and I've never hit a loading screen. Um, the whole treasure hunt stuff is back, so like, uh, it's almost like a mini dungeon where they're like, "Hey, uh, you know, uh, I heard that, uh, you know, I don't know, old man Lester up the road had a fucking." Uh, bunker that he kept a lot of stuff in. He's like, why don't you go check it out? And you go to his house and you find a note saying, I left all my stuff, you know, down in the basement. And the basement's booby trapped, so you gotta watch out. You know, it's really cool. Some of that stuff's really cool. Um, there is a side mission where you talk to an old Vietnam vet who says that, uh, we have a bunker that, uh, me and my squad from Vietnam uh, kept all our stuff in. I have no idea what's in it, but I want to get into it because, uh, if you go to all the bunkers or if you're around the world, you'll find these lighters that have part of the code to get inside this big bunker. And there's 17 lighters that I have to find. This is one of the, like the entire, last the entire game. 
So I'm I'm thinking there's something really good in there that I want to get. You probably so. get there and it's like a fucking pistol. Yeah. I don't know, but I got to find out. Okay. Uh, Sounds like you're enjoying this game a lot so far, Drew. Is that, I, is that about right? I am enjoying this game a ton. Now, I'm a big fan of Far Cry 3 and 4. I platinum both games. I was I was huge into those games. Um, the There is one other issue, and uh, it was in Far Cry 4 some, but I see it a lot here. There is that open world jank that is really rough here. So there has been times where I have been standing, like just standing there, like looking at my phone or something like that. And all of a sudden I'm getting shot. People will spawn out of nowhere. Sometimes, uh, I have died a few times because of that, where I'm just like, I thought I killed everybody. And then all of a sudden there's a guy like directly behind me. Um, like I can, I have. There's been a couple of times where I've actually seen like them just show up out of nowhere, like materialize out of thin air, which that really sucks. On top of that, because they want to make certain events random, mm-hmm. pe- enemies will just spawn. Sometimes I have had so many times where I'm in town talking to people, like and trying to get a quest, and if an enemy shows up, the quest giver automatically is like, oh, I gotta go kill this guy. And the guy may be 200 freaking yards away, but they spawned in somewhere. There's been, like, I had, like, there was a pivotal moment where I was talking to one of the uh, the guys from Falls End, is this, the, the, the priest, who, uh, he was giving me, like, you know, a speech or something like that, talking about how the resistance is going and stuff like that. And, I mean, there was, like, literally, like, my, like, you know when it's a it's a in game cutscene and when it's not. I had put my gun down so I couldn't even see my hands anymore, and he's sitting there talking. All of a sudden, me and him both are getting shot by a guy who's at the entrance to the freaking church, and I'm like, "Where did this guy come from?" And then it interrupted the cutscene, and we killed the guy. And I ran back up to him, and the cutscene started over. I'm like, "What the hell? Why is this even happening?" Ah, good old open world jank, man. Never changes, and it's it's. It's rough in, in Far Cry 5. It's I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I mean, yeah, there's been multiple times where I'm just like, I just want to get this quest done, or I just want to talk to this person so I can move on. And there's an enemy spawned 400 yards away, and my quest giver's like, I really got to kill that man. And he runs off, or just goes and hides, and you can't talk to people while you're in combat. Hmm. Did it? Uh, did you have to like restart or something like that? Or no, I had to go chase down that <laughs> asshole and then shoot him and then run all the way back. Yeah, those are the kind of things that are almost inevitable when you're playing an open world game like that. Yeah. I, I do hope you do. We'll try to phase those things out. You know, get more polished experiences, but can't test everything, I guess. But overall, it sounds like the game is shaping up pretty well. I'm kind of disappointed by the whole, um, you know mute protagonist. I've never really been a big fan of that, personally. When I play a game, I understand that there are certain experiences where you want to be portrayed as the character, right? But um, 
I prefer games that are more directed. Like it, it tells a story of a person that you're playing as. You know, I'd rather play as Geralt of Rivia instead of being a random person. You know, random Witcher that I generated for myself in the Witcher universe, right? So things of that nature. But overall, it sounds like it'll still be a pretty fun game. So I'll definitely give it a give it a look at the very least. Yeah, I would say don't sleep on this game if you guys are into these type of games. If you like Far Cry 3 and 4, chances are you're really going to like Far Cry 5. Um, the setting is unique, and it's really fun seeing this stuff. Um, the, 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 main, the main villain may not be very prevalent at the beginning, um, but his family members really steal the show. So, like, I took on his younger brother, John Seed, who was... He, he, he comes off... Wait, 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 You took on his brother, John Cena, you said? John Seed. How did you see oh, him? Oh, okay. Dun, 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 dun. How could I take on John Cena? I can't even see him. That's what I was saying. Exactly. Exactly. I was saying. All right. But, uh, no, uh, John Seed, who plays off kind of like a televangelist. So, like, you, you'll see, like, uh, throughout... The, the county, you'll see television screens with him on it, and he's he's doing his preaching. It's uh, it's really well done. Uh, and I don't know... I'm trying to see where that story arc is going. Well, you gotta to, kill the crazy people and save, save your fellow officers, right? Yeah. The, the thing is, is like, I, I'm curious as to I've I've made it far enough in the game to where there there's a few things that have been said to me where you're thinking who is the bad guy in this? Ooh. Um be, and it's not like it's not like a misdirect. I'm saying like what is this cult really about? Because there's there's been multiple times where I mean, and it very well could be just like, oh, these people believe this certain thing, and it's crazy. But it could also mean maybe they're doing this for a reason. It's aliens. So, I don't know. We'll find out. I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah, I highly suggest it to people. It's about waffles. It's about waffles? Tasty waffles. Lots of butter. Actually, there's dogs controlling everything using a control panel. Sweet. You find that out at the very end. Sweet. Sweet. Spoilers! Silent Hill 2, baby. Yep. Alright. Anything else, Drew, before we move on? Nah, that's pretty much it. I've put a lot of time into Far Cry 5. Alright. So let's talk to Jay. Hi, Jay. Hi, Ken. Hi. How you doing? I'm high. Good, good. So I played a couple of things. There was a sale on uh, PSN, so I picked up a couple of things. Oh, Ryan, this um, you there, buddy? I am, yeah. Okay. So they had this weird promotion with MLB The Show. I'm not, I'm not sure if you knew about this. So you know how they have those uh, PSN quests sometimes, where you have, like watch like a promotional video, and they'll give you like a theme or like a whatever like promotional like icons or avatars and stuff, right? Yeah. Did you see the one for MLB The Show? I didn't. No. No, there's one that actually was kind of surprising. If you watch, like, a makings of MLB The Show, they give you a 20% off coupon that you can use really? for entire car purchase, right? Yeah, so I, I, I watched the video, uh, you know, quote-unquote watch, 
And then I got the coupon. I decided to add it to the already pretty good, uh, you know, deal going on. So I bought a, let's see, Alien Nation, Everybody's Golf, and uh, Super Stardust Ultra. And uh, that all came out to be like, like seventeen or eighteen dollars altogether, which is wow. a very good deal. So that's very good. Yeah, happy about that. So among those games, I played Alien Nation and Everyone's Golf. Alien Nation I picked up because I heard it was a pretty good college co-op game, and I'm always uh, you know interested in those kind of games. So I, I gave that a look, and uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's you know it's a twin stick shooter. You can play with up to four people. And you just go around just fucking shooting aliens that are coming out from every corner of the screen. You oh. really get overwhelmed quite quickly. But um, it just feels kind of generic, you know? It just kind of does everything by the number. It doesn't do anything surprising. And uh, we just kind of got bored after playing about 45 minutes an hour. And then we hopped on over to Everybody's Golf, where I set up the uh, the kids to play the like one-on-one against each other in a nine-hole nine game. And boy, did they have a lot of fun with that. That's a that's a game that's very very easy to comprehend from the get go. So it took them it took them literally like three or four holes to get the idea of how the game works and its basic fundamentals. And then from that point, it was a neck and neck game. It was actually really fun to watch them uh, play. And then eventually, after best of three, I took uh, took on the winner. Uh, and then we went to like overtime, like sudden death. Had to play like four extra holes to determine the winner, and that was a lot of fun because. Like I'm not I'm not an expert when it comes to golf games, but the fact that like the kids were able to like stay on pace with me in some level kind of goes to show how easy that game is to play and enjoy, and that's good. And every everyone here has played everyone's everybody's golf, right? Or yep. maybe except I I haven't. Okay. Um, and I will say that I mirrored the sentiment of you guys saying that it's it's a very fun game to play, but that progression system is garbage. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't like, like how long it takes. Yeah, yeah. Like, for example, we've been playing that game for like three hours, multiplayer, and then I learned that by playing multiplayer, you learn unlock nothing. So you only have to go through single player to unlock more courses. And as good as the game is, we want to play other courses, you know? Like, I want to try out more difficult courses and try out the... Uh, I think the game has like five or six courses or something like that. So I want to try them all. But I can't because I have to play through the single-player content, and it takes a long time. So I've been trying to dig into the single-player content and unlock more courses, but it's taking a long time. I've beaten, like, three versus characters already, but I'm, like, not not even unlocking the next course yet. And it's like, ah, this is really boring, playing the same courses over and over again. I wish there was a code that I can put in that that unlocks all the courses at once, you know? There might like the be. Good old days. It's, it's, uh, the code is 9.99 U.S. dollars. Is that really true? No, okay. I, I don't know. I, okay, <laughs> they don't have cheat codes. No, that, more. that would be that would be slightly upsetting to me. If that <laughs> were true, like if they if they put it so that you can't unlock the courses until you actually pay for more money, that'd be terrible. Um, but yeah, you know, it is it is what it is. You know, it's, it kind of sucks, but yeah, I guess that's part of the game. But that that, that does kind of suck. Did you find the uh, game that, Did oh, you find uh, Shuhei Yoshida in the lobby? Uh, yes, I, I saw him. Did you knock him over? I knocked him over. How do you knock people over? You just run at him and they fall down. It's hilarious. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> the walking animation in that game is really weird, but I think it's done purposely. Oh, yeah, where they run from hole to hole, they look real creepy. Yeah, yeah, it's like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have the, the carts yet, so I don't know when you get that, but I, get, I guess I'll get it eventually. 
but overall, you know, it's okay. Still having fun. I just want to unlock at least one more course. And hopefully, like, you know, that'll tide us over by the time they come by next time or something like that. I also played Chaos Child, uh, and I got the normal ending. And uh, the interesting thing that I've had experience with, this is a game that that I've completed from beginning to end while streaming the game. And that's, that's been a unique experience because I don't, you know, I haven't done that before really. Especially with a game of this length that's taken me over like 10, 12 sessions of two hours of just playing this game to finish. So it was a rather lengthy game. And to have someone there just like, I don't have many viewers, like obviously, and I just started streaming. But there's this like one guy that always shows up, like without fail always shows up to watch this particular game and is always very helpful with things that I need to know about like progressing through the game and everything. So just having this extra person just kind of like being there is as always has been very interesting. And also after I beat the normal ending, I learned that there are multiple character endings that I have to get. And after the all the character endings, I get the true ending. And I had my plans of just getting the normal ending and then just finishing the game, but the enthusiasm of this individual and some other people that pop in here and there has really made me want to finish and see all of it. So I'll be going through the older character ending, which is four different character endings and a true ending. So that's something that I'm going to do. But um, the streaming thing has been pretty interesting. Personally, I'm not, you know, I'm not a very outgoing person when it comes to like if you watch me play a game, I feel like it it should be boring because I don't talk that much. I'm always very trying to be engrossed in the game, trying to really figuring out what's going on. I'm not making as many jokes as other people do. So, I feel like I'm a boring person to watch, but to have these people just come by and watch and make comments and uh make it more entertaining for me and make me more aware of the game that I'm playing to help me enjoy it even more has been a uh, a very good experience for me. So, I think uh, I that. I think I accidentally streamed last night. Uh, what were you playing? I, w- I was playing Overwatch and I went to record a game clip and I think I accidentally hit broadcast. <laughs> and uh-huh. then when I went back to my dashboard, I was like, "What is this?" And it said, "Stop your stream." I'm like, "I was streaming." So there may be on my mixer channel there may be like a half hour video of me playing Overwatch. Who says stop your stream, though? <laughs> but it's it's when you bring up the guide in the Xbox, there's a tab uh-huh. just for broadcasting. Cause you can oh, do it. Oh, oh, you know, I, I misinterpreted I thought you said someone <clears throat> commented saying stop your stream. No, like, no, 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 no. It was uh, <laughs> okay. in the dashboard, right. it, there was a button that said, do you want to stop your stream? And I'm like, I'm streaming? Oh. Oh, wow, yeah, breaking that's... news. Oh, breaking news. Sorry, I'm looking, looking, looking. There's actually a lot of news coming out that I'm interested in talking about. Oh, yeah, so no, just... like, I literally just got an email. It's a, it's, oh. it's an exciting email. Ooh, okay. Oh, now I'm, now I'm excited, Ken. Right, right. Let me just finish this off. Uh, I play Monster Hunter World. Um, Drew, you haven't te- taken on the Devil Hole yet, right? I have not booted up in a week. Ah, dude, you're missing out. That's a fun fight. Uh, Ryan, have you, have you had a chance to take a whack at this guy? No, I haven't booted it up either. Ah, uh, you guys are missing out. Devil Hole is great. And the best part about this update is that I play with a couple of people, you know, and they first give you the option to play the high rank version of Devil Hole, uh, to kind of get you introduced to what this guy is all about. And he's a fucking beast and a monster. I love the introduction cutscene that they have. They didn't have to make a cutscene specifically for a DLC monster, right? Especially for a free one. But there is an introduction cutscene just like all the other new monsters. And it's a great one too. I'm not going to spoil what that is. You should see it for yourself. And after that, you fight him and you get the quest. And then the day after, 
they unlock the tempered version in events. And the way this worked is that I play with some people, and they're like, oh, Devil Hall, I thought it was supposed to be hard. This is easy. He should be called Easy Ho. He should be called Free Ho. They're making jokes, like laughing, you know? Ha ha ha. I'm so good at this game. And then it's like, oh, the tempered version came out, and you can get these stream stones that you can use to unlock the final augmentations of your weapons. So I play with them again, and watch them all get completely annihilated. Me laughing maniacally over the microphone as they constantly get carted over and get eaten alive while they're screaming for their lives. It's a good experience. It's a good, it's a, it's a good time. And, um, just, just having them eat their words has, has been especially good. And that is not a, that is not an easy fight, mind you. Like, if I do it with randoms, 50% of the time it will fail. And that is usually not the case for most of the hunts nowadays. So, he's a, he's, he's a monster. Uh, most definitely deserving of the the Apex Predator title that he has uh, garnered over the years. So, very good. I'm loving the update. I can't wait for the April update where they have the Spring Festival stuff coming up as well. Monster Hunter World continuing to be a, a source of tremendous entertainment for me. And uh, yeah, just the fact that it came out in you know January. I'm still talking about it. I'm still playing it, engaging with the game and its community. It speaks volumes. And lastly, uh, just for the person that's really interested in all the Overwatch news that we have, I have a new segment called Overwatching the News. Uh, so this is going to be like a 15-minute segment that I want to do every podcast talking about the various aspects of Overwatch. Uh, we have just muted his microphone and kicked him out of the Snapchat. <laughs> we are good to go. But uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. But uh, Brigitte, Brigitte has uh, been released. She's great. I'm really looking forward to seeing how she shapes the meta. And that's it. That's it for me. The only comment I'll make on Overwatch is that I think she will be nerfed soon. You think so? The 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 timer on her stun needs to, really, needs yeah, to go really way down. Way down. Way down. <clears throat> anyway, let's move on to the Wombat. Alright, so um, I don't have a ton. Um, I've spent um, um, some time playing the uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection on 3DS. I finished Mega Man 1 and Mega Man 2. Um, so I'm going to start Mega Man 3 next. Um, I tell you, it's, um, it's weird to play Mega Man 1 and Mega Man 2 back-to-back, um, because Mega Man 1 is so much harder than the second one. Uh, it's almost crazy how much harder it is than the second one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mega Man 1 is the one without sliding, right? Well, 2 doesn't have sliding either. Oh, it it was introduced in 3, right? Right. Okay, gotcha. So, um, the, uh, uh, so, you know, Mega Man 1, the, the levels are harder, um, some of the Wily bosses are much harder, um, it, honestly, I don't know how, um, I shouldn't say I don't know how you'd beat it, it would be frustratingly difficult to beat it without the, uh, pause glitch for the elect beam, um, being able to inflict a whole bunch of damage. Did you uh, play those games while you were young, and then when they were like first around the time they were first released, right? I did. Yeah, I never finished the first one actually when I was a kid. I finished mm-hmm. it probably. Oh gosh, whenever the last anniversary came out on the original Xbox. Um, but um, uh, I never finished it as a kid. I did finish the second one as a kid. Isn't it? Isn't it kind of crazy going back, uh, looking at how difficult even the second game is, and understanding that you, as a child, were able to finish that game? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, um, it's kind of wild. It's a, it's a big. Um, it, it's obviously it's a big difference 
And I, I you know, the reason that um, what's crazy to me is about, especially the the first game. Um, the second game does it too, but the second game is kind of ham fisted about it. When you get to the Wiley stages in the first game, um, if you just play through those stages. Uh, you think, oh my god, this is brutally difficult. Why is this so hard? Why do they make this so hard? And then you realize that, oh, the game is trying to force me to be smart about what powers I use. Um, and so you go through a part where it seems like it's impossible to do without getting hit, and then you remember, oh, yeah, I can use the elect beam and shoot up and down and kill these guys so I don't have to worry about getting hit by them. Or um, there's a part where you have to you have to jump across these flying platforms, and you're like, oh god, this is impossible. There's spikes on the ceiling and on the floor, mm-hmm. and then you realize, oh yeah, I've got the magnet beam. I can just put myself out a walkway and walk across it. Um, so it it um, it doesn't beat you over the head with it, but it kind of slow walks you into using all the powers that you've picked up over the course of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mega Man 2 is a lot more ham-fisted about that I mean, the very first Wily stage There are parts that you can't even get past Unless you use the specific powers So it's um, it doesn't slow walk you through it Like the first game does um, But um, uh, I, I To this day I enjoy the second game more um, Not because it's easier But because I like the bosses better and I like Is, the it, is that the one with the Snake Man and stuff like that? No, that's or? 3D Three. Uh, I think I like three the most out of the classic Mega Man games. Uh, two's two's still my favorite out of the classics, but three's really good too. Yep. Um, the um, you know I just the, the music in two is unbeatable, and yeah. uh, I I play you know two was one of the first games that I owned on the Super Nintendo, so uh, or the sorry the regular Nintendo, so I played the crap out of it when I was a kid. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I'm I'm loving going back through those games again, though. And um, uh, you know, my my plan is just to beat them one after another until I get through all six. So, um, the uh, I have not beaten four, five, and six ever. So uh-huh. uh, I'm looking forward to to actually finishing those games. Th- those guys, um, those games, I think get a really bad rep for not being two and three, which are the favorites amongst the classic. Yeah. But I think they're still pretty good too. They introduce some pretty neat powers. Yeah, I, I like those games. Um, I just, when I was a kid, I didn't own them. Um, and on the collection on Xbox, I never got around to. I did the same thing, basically, that I'm doing now on the 3DS, where I played the first three again. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, never got back to finishing the last ones. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm loving that collection. Especially for the, the five bucks that I paid for it. Um. I also played some uh, Kirby Star Allies this week, some more of that, which is really fun. Um, I did get to play the two sort of mini-games, which are are fun to play with more than one person. There's a mini-game where you have to basically chop down a tree, and you have to switch back and forth to different sides of the tree because there's enemies in it, uh, and you got to try and chop chop it down as fast as you can. Uh, And then there's another one that is called... Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Star City. I don't remember what it's called. But basically the premise is there's a meteor um, coming and it's going to destroy either your town, your country, or the world, depending on which difficulty level you put it on. (laughs) And um, you, as Kirby, with his backwards baseball hat, 
have to hit this meteor with a baseball bat and prevent it from destroying your town, city, or world. Or, sorry, town, country, or world. Um, and so the way it works is you have two meters. There's a power meter um, that you have to fill up one time for town, three times for country, and five times for world. And uh, basically it, the, the meter goes up and down, and you have to stop it at the very top once for town, three times for country, five times for world. And then the meteor comes in, and you have to hit it at a certain point. So there's this big circle that's closing on a smaller circle, and you have to hit it when the big circle perfectly overlaps the smaller circle. Um, and from there, it basically, um, uh, you hit the meteor, and you hit it a certain amount of light years away. And it's a competition between four players to see who can hit it the farthest. Um, so it takes timing on both ends to hit it as far as you can and beat the other three players. So it's, I mean, for a mini game, it's pretty fun. Uh, my son and I played it probably, I don't know, 15, 20 times just because we, we were having a good time with it. Uh, the computer is tough to beat, so it's not like the computer just lays down for you. Um, but it was it's it's a good time. The the base game itself is obviously a lot of fun. Um, there's a, a little fake out in the beginning where um, they uh, I mean this I wouldn't really consider this a spoiler because it's uh, Kirby. But um, you fight at the end of the first level. You fight uh, Captain DDD or Captain uh, King DDD, not Captain DDD. Not now that you spoil that, I can I no longer have any reason to play this right, game. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it does kind of a fake out where it tries to make you think it's the end of the game, um, which is kind of funny. But just because King DDD is usually the last boss of most of these games, um, but then you get to have King DDD on your team, which is cool. Um, so it's uh, it's still I'm still having a lot of fun with that game. Uh, and then what I've played the most of over the last couple of days is Kingdom Come Deliverance, um, oh, right. which I got from GameFly, and. Um, this game is weird for me. Um, I figured you'd love it. it so it, it's right in my wheelhouse. Um, but last night, so I'm I'm I'm, al- I'm almost a little embarrassed at the way everything went down for me in this game last night because you go through the prologue, and I, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but you go through the prologue, and uh, not even the prologue, like the very very beginning of the game. And it's just kind of a normal day, and you're gathering stuff, and something happens, and you're kind of forced to run away. And everybody is yelling at you to run away. And um, you start running away, and if you slow down or you stop, you get caught up with by a soldier. Um, And I kept getting killed by this soldier. And I was trying to fight him, and I couldn't kill him, and he kept killing me over and over again. And finally, I just kept running down the hill, and you come to another part where, um, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but there is something is happening, and there are multiple soldiers there. And um, I, thinking of the game like every other RPG, try to fight the soldiers. And it's me against like five of them, and I die almost immediately, like six times in a row. Wow, and I'm like, okay, you know what? Fuck this game. I'm done. I quit. <laughs> Turn it off. Uh, go to bed. This was at like 11:30 last night. Wake up this morning, and I'm like, 
Man, I'm a dumbass. Um, I, I was playing this game like it was an Elder Scrolls game, right? Where I'm the hero. I'm the hero. So if I come across a soldier who's trying to chase me, fuck him, I'm going to cut him, and he's going to die, right? And if I come across some other soldiers who are doing something that I want to stop them from doing, fuck them, I'm going to kill them. I'm just going to kill all five of them, right? Because I'm the hero. <laughs> and that's not who you are in this game. At least not at the beginning. And what, what makes me a little bit embarrassed is the game beats you over the head with that in the first hour. Um, it does everything it can possibly do to, to communicate to you at the beginning. You are nobody. Right, you're just some blacksmith's son. You can barely swing a sword. Um, you don't know what you're doing, even when you are swinging the sword. You're clumsy, right? It, it beats you over the head with that at the beginning, and yet here I was still trying to play it like I'm the hero of the story, um, and I'm like some chosen one that can just slaughter five guys without breaking a sweat. Um, and so once I changed my mindset around the game and who it expected me to be at this point, um, it really changed my perspective on the game as a whole. Mm. Uh, because last night I was done. I was done with the game. I'm like, forget this game. The combat sucks. It's way too clumsy. It's impossible to hit anybody. I'm done. And then when I realized, oh, I can't hit anybody and it's clumsy because I'm just some blacksmith's son who's barely picked up a sword in his life and I'm fighting against professional soldiers, now it makes sense. And um, that sort of changes my whole perspective on what I've played so far and now I'm, I'm digging it. Um, mm. And I really enjoy the story that it's telling um, because they, they've done a good job in the brief sort of probably two hours that I've played so far of setting up the background. This is not a um, this is not a, a a fantasy game, right? It's not a game of magic and dragons and stuff like that. It's uh, it's a game that's going for historical accuracy, um, and it's a game that's going for um, as 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 much realism as you can get out of a game like this. So. Um, your guy can get hungry. Uh, he can get tired if he hasn't slept. Um, and if that happens, you lose stamina. If you're hungry and you haven't eaten in a while, you lose stamina. Um, if you get injured, um, you have to bandage yourself up or you're going to continually lose blood and you're eventually going to die. Um, so it, um, you know, I'm, I'm not far enough in it yet that I want to give a complete verdict on it. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm early enough in it to say that I really like what they're trying to do, and um, I'm, I'm definitely going to keep giving it a chance. I just got to continually remind myself that this isn't Elder Scrolls. You're not meant to be a world beater um, right out of the gate, which is it's it's different. You don't play a lot of games like that where your character isn't meant to be some sort of su- savant with a weapon. Um you know, if you, you play a game like um, like The Witcher, it makes sense that your guy's a savant with a weapon because you're playing as Geralt. And Geralt's been fighting monsters forever. So 
you know, it's it's easy to feel like a world beater right from the the get go, and that's just not who you are here. Hmm. Um, so it's it's interesting. It's a different take on games like this that um, I'm interested in putting some more time into it and seeing how it goes. How, um, how far do you think, Ryan? Is it acceptable to sacrifice how good a game should feel to play? To tie that to a narrative reason, right? Like, you made a good point about, like, yes, this guy doesn't really have any combat experience. He's a blacksmith's son, all that stuff. So it, so it makes sense that he will get completely annihilated by a trained guard or a soldier. Yep. But at the same time, if combat becomes so clunky and unmanageable that it's not even a thing that you can really do at the early part of the game, is that is that something that takes away too much of the person's freedom to do kind of the play what how they want it compared to you know the satisfaction of knowing that it's contextually uh, accurate. What do you so, think? so I think um, I'm not I'm not probably ready to say whether or not this game does a good mm. job of that yet or not. Um, but here's what I'll say: I haven't come across any combat since that situation. So I think that um, you know I. I went into the beginning part of this game thinking that the game was throwing me into those combat situations um, to give me practice, like like most games would, or to show me, um, you know, how much how much strength or how much um, ability my character has, and maybe they just didn't know they had it. Um, that's not what the purpose of those situations was. The purpose of the situation was to um, give you a sense of hopelessness, like. That was the purpose, was to make you feel weak and hopeless. Um, and it did a great job of that. Um, I'll tell you in a couple hours, if it's putting me in combat situations where it actually does want me to fight, and it still feels clunky and unmanageable and tough to work with, um, whether or not I feel like they've sort of taken that a little bit too far, Mm-hmm. Um, but for where I'm at now, looking back on my experience last night and the experience I had with it again this morning and contrasting the two, um, I understand completely now what they were going for. And okay. the game does a good job of after you escape the situation of making it very clear that that is what the purpose of the situation was to make you feel like it was absolutely hopeless. And if you had tried to stay to fight, you were going to die every time, no matter what. So, um, you know, I'll tell you next week whether or not I feel like the game um, did a good job of of expanding the combat options once uh, once your character gets a little more um, experience under his belt. I think this game interests me in particular because, uh, like for example, um, A Way Out, right? The game that came out recently. I should be getting my copy of the, like the rental copy on like Monday, so I'll be able to check it out myself. But these kind of games are very uncompromising in their experience and what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And I always applaud developers by not playing it safe. Sometimes you're, you're gonna end up with a game that's a complete and utter disaster that is an absolute chore to play. That, you know, even despite its ambitions, ends up being something that nobody should really play. But other times, when when you come up with these games that are trying to do something unique, trying to do something vastly different from the status quo, you can come up with something that is not going to be for majority of the gamers, but for a very niche group, it's going to be the game that they've been waiting for for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So it kind of excites me to hear about these kind of games. So, yeah, looking to hear your, uh, your opponent, uh, I mean, opinions next week as well. 
Yeah. Now, one thing I will say is it's got um, it's got some some jank, uh, some euro jank, as you might call it. Um, but uh, you know, and I, I'm I will say right out of the gate, I'm not a fan of the save system. Um, it's got a save system where um, you there is no save anywhere um, ex- unless you have this. There's a specific liquor that basically, if you save the game you consume a bottle of this liquor, and that's how you save the game. Um, so number one, it gives you um, the the um, the effect of having drunk the bottle of liquor um, every time you save. But um, it also means that your saves are limited. You can also only have three, um, three saves. So you can't save scum this game like you could a Elder Scrolls game, where you can just have a million different quick saves. Um, it doesn't work that way. So um, I, I'm I'm okay, I guess, with the um, uh, limited number of save slots. Uh, I'm not a fan of the you can only save if you have this consumable. Um, I, I just don't. I'm not a fan of that approach. But okay. that's um, so that that's a negative so far in my opinion. I do. Um, you know, I do like the the main character of the game, um, and it, it's not. There's no create a character. There's no customization. It's you are this specific person, um, and the game takes place in about a like a ten square mile area. So um, you're you're this guy, and you don't you don't really get to customize who he is or what he looks like. So, but uh, overall, I'm enjoying what I've played so far. Uh, I'm going to give it a shot, and um, we'll see how it goes over the next, you know, three, four hours, and that'll determine whether or not it uh, gets more time from me. Yeah, very nice. All right, and that's that it? it. Cool. All right, I'll wrap this up. I have two big games to talk about, but I also wanted to do a few quick hits. Uh, I downloaded the demo for Yakuza 6. Oh, nice. I played for an hour... And I'm gonna buy that game. Damn yeah, you are. I I, st- I deleted the demo. I'm like, you know what? I'm not playing anymore till I know I can actually play it. Well, the progression could uh, was it uh, carries over to the full game. It does, I? but the PlayStation Four sucks for this shit because I bought the disc, and uh-huh. um, since the demo is digital, I would have to go through the trouble of installing it again anyway. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm just gonna delete it. And because I did that with Street Fighter. I bought the oh. arcade edition, and I had the game digitally, and it made me delete it and re-download it from the disc. It was so fucking stupid how that shit works. That is dumb, yep. I was like, you know what, Fuck this. I'm like, I got to the point where, no spoilers, but I really like how they um, summed up the last six games in the little mm-hmm. dream sequence. I thought that was yep. neat. Uh, and then I made it to where Kiryu is back at the orphanage. Ah, uh, okay, so you're... Man, that game just gets way crazy. I love that game so much. Yep, so I was like, I got there, Kiryu's standing outside, the kids are standing there, it's like, talk to the kids, I'm like, alright, this is where I'm going to start when I buy the game. What? How do you feel about the, the visuals in that game compared to The visuals to look Zero? amazing. <laughs> those faces, Kendo? Wow. Yeah, those are... So good. Those are so good. Um, like, just... Just visually, that game, and it it does support the pro. Whew! You 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 ain't even seen it real good yet. 
Well, it runs solid at 30. That's what I want. So. Yeah, but you ain't seen it in that resolution. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, 4K Master Race. Oh, I'm so It's so weird to hear people who, who never played the first game because everybody calls him Kiryu. Mm-hmm. I've always called him Kazuma because of the first game. Yeah, it's because it, because it was you know in English. So everybody true. called him Kazuma. Kazuma chain. It's a uh, Mark Hamill. It was yeah. it was very weird for me to see Majima without the ponytail. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, that was that. He's got the open the open jacket. His tattoos everywhere. Like, where's your ponytail? Where's it at, man? <laughs> I think Majima being played by the Joker is oh, always pretty good. Yeah, well, they don't they don't do the American voices anymore. I know I miss it so much, but it was the, that first game was just so good because I knew it was Mark Hamill, and I was like, he's hamming this up like crazy. Oh yeah, he, he loved that role too. Yeah, he's <laughs> like getting that first fight, and I remember. <laughs> He's like, what are you going to do about it, Kazuma Chan? And I'm just like, that's so stupid. But awesome at the same time. It was. Yeah. It was so good. That first game blew me away. Yep. So I'm down for that. I also checked out Noctis in Tekken 7. Oh, yeah. How does he play? He's kind of awesome. He's yeah. got his, uh, he's got his like teleport moves and shit. It's kind of great. Nice. Uh, they also added the stage. Uh, from Final Fantasy 15, the garage area. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty cool. Is is Tits Matitty in the background <laughs> Cindy, cheering him on? Cindy, uh, uh, she's in the trailer. I don't think she's in the stage. Oh, okay. Uh, I also booted back up Star Wars Battlefront 2 since that patch went live this week for the singular progression. That game is still really good to play. It looks beautiful. The progression is definitely a much welcome thing because, like now, as you play the different classes, you just earn XP and level up, and that's the way it should have been from the beginning. Yeah, it is. It is much. It is much more engaging and rewarding to play that game with a straight linear progression. Uh, I also booted up Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered for like ten minutes. That game is really hard to play after playing Origins. <laughs> just the the change in the dynamics of that game. I don't know. It's still a good game, and it looks really good remastered. But yeah, it's after having all of Origins, like the overhaul of that of all those systems, it it is a little harder to play. Uh, I also booted up Injustice because that patch went live for the Legendary Edition for the people who already own the game, which essentially resets. Uh, it took away all my regen tokens, which really upset me because I had like 600 of them. And it uh, converts them into currency, hmm. uh, which sucked because they only give you like a hundred per coin. So I ended up with only like six, like what was it, six hundred? No, it was sixty-six thousand credits. And I was like, I would have much rather had my regen tokens because I use those to upgrade gear, like legendary gear. I use those to upgrade the legendary gear to level twenty once I maxed out, which also has now become useless because the levels all went up to thirty. <laughs> So now all of my level 20 gear for all my characters, which I had almost all the characters in the game maxed out with level 20 legendary. You, you, you know what's funny, Ken? Hearing about you talk about this sounds like you're talking about an MMO. I know, right? Not a fighting game. <laughs> no, this is totally a fighting game. And so like now everything is level 30, and you get to unlock a new slot, an augmentation slot, when you hit level 30. So yeah, 
time back to the grind. Got to max out everybody at 30 and get all new legendary gear for 30. I still love that game. Uh, and I booted up Elix since the 4K patch dropped for that. It looked real good in 4K. I still can't play that game because fuck the difficulty in that game is way too fucking hard. I ran out of the main area, ran into a raptor. He killed me like six times. And I was like, you know what? I ain't got no time or patience for this game. Uh, I'm also playing a game for review. I'm not going to mention the game because I'm having a huge issue with the game. The game is... um, It's weird. It's like... I think it's like a match three puzzle game, but it also has like dialogue options. So you can probably figure out what it is if you go out there and look. Um, But I literally booted up the game and the first conversation that you have, the very first thing that you do in that game, you get a choice of dialogue options... Every single one that I pick locks the game up and doesn't let me use my controller. I've rebooted it six times, chose all six dialogue options, happens every time. I've uninstalled it, reinstalled it, still does it. So I'm having an email correspondence with the developer to try to figure out why. Mm. But yeah, that was that was weird. Uh, but no, the two big games I want to talk about, the first one is Sea of Thieves. That game is out... The final version of that game is out. You know, the beta, they told us there's so much more to do in the final version of that game that you have not seen. I want to know where it is. <laughs> they lied. <laughs> it's on the disc. It's just, uh, you just got to pay for it later. It's fine. So, like you guys were talking about with Kingdom Kingdom Come and, you know, A Way Out, I'm really happy that Sea of Thieves exists because it is an incredible pirate playground. Like, you can get some really cool emergent storytelling. Um, I've posted plenty of screenshots and videos of us, you know, in the brig, like, throwing up all over each other after getting drunk, um, shooting each other off of cannons onto other ships. Like, there's a lot of things in that game that are super cool and fun. Um, and I... The, the question is, is why are you doing it besides ex- this fun? Exactly, because the game has zero progression. There's no story, nothing. There's no story. There's no... um, Any of the gear that you get is entirely cosmetic. It does nothing. Uh, Which is weird, because most of the time you don't see your character. So, you know, getting a new outfit is not really that big a deal. Yeah, see that... No, I I couldn't do that. I can't. That's not the kind of game for me. I have to be working towards something. Yeah, there is nothing to. Work I agree. Towards. I'm the same way. Yeah, there is there is no progression in this game, um, and that sucks. There are factions that you can do jobs for that will increase your reputation with the faction, and as far as I can tell, the only thing that does is open up new missions or things that you can spend your gold on, and. It does not help that the cosmetic items, even if you're into them, because, you know, we can sit here and be hyperbolic all we want, there's no real progression in Overwatch. It's literally to get more cosmetic items. <laughs> so it is genuinely the same loop. But the problem... Well, the thing about Overwatch for me is not so much the the loop of the getting the cosmetic, which is obviously, it's a huge incentive when it comes to new events. Sure. But for me, it's to be getting better yes. at certain characters. And do you have that feeling of progression and skill level when it comes to that game? So in Sea of Thieves, that is another problem that that game has, is that the combat is very much what it is, and what it is is not very deep. 
So one of the things that this game really has an issue with is obviously they stuck to the legitimacy of the pirate theme. Your guns hold like five bullets. And in order to get more bullets, you have to either run back to your ship or find a place that has like a, an ammo crate to refill. And we'll, we'll, I'll just play out a scenario for you. So we found this, this map that said there are three dead pirates on this island. You know, it's very vague. It's like you need to go here, you need to figure out how to find them, you need to kill them, and then, you know, you will complete the quest. Now, in and of itself, that's a cool idea. Like, very vague, doesn't, like, hold you by the hand, doesn't tell you where to go, gives you a picture of what the island looks like, so you got to find it on the chart map, you got to sail your way there. You know, it's that stuff is all cool. When you get to the island, you know, we ran around the whole island trying to figure out how to get these pirates to spawn. We finally figured it out. Um, the first combat encounter were these, like, green, like, mist uh, skeletons, and we couldn't figure out how to kill them. Finally, I shined a lantern on them and figured out, hey, that makes them vulnerable, now we can kill them. Okay, that was cool. After you kill all of those guys, these huge armored skeletons come running out, and you have to kill them. We unloaded every single piece of ammo that we had into these skeletons, and they did not die. So we were trying to figure out what we were doing wrong. Eventually, after running back and forth 12 times, reloading our guns and shooting them, one of them died. So essentially, they are just bullet sponges, and that loop was not fun. So that is my big issue with this game, is the combat is not that interesting. It's the exploration, and then the exploration hit a huge snag when we were on our way to a mission, and another pirate ship started attacking us, so obviously we returned fire, we lost the fight, blah blah blah, whatever. The other team then just sat on our ship and spawn killed us for 45 <laughs> minutes. Uh, that's that's very good pirate behavior. So I think that is it uh, is very good pirate behavior as far as trolling somebody. But we had nothing. <laughs> All they did was ruin our experience. And how the hell can that be fun for them? They I were, think you just you just said it yourself. Ruining someone else's experience is fun for bad people. And you yeah. know what? You know what it does Simple to trolls. the pe- you know what it does to the people who are trying to enjoy the game makes them uninstall it. So yes. rare, get off your shit and fix this game, because there is a really good playground here in this game. You just need to fix it. And I don't want to hear any of the people who are playing this game be like, no, it's it's fine the way it is. There's a reason why Microsoft put this on Game Pass for free. There's a reason why they're giving it away with all Xboxes right currently. Mm-hmm. They need this game to sell, and they need people playing this game. And I will tell you that most of the people who have had the experience that I've, I have had are not coming back. Yeah. And in fact, we have not played it since that night. <laughs> so much for the the new multiplayer game that you were thinking of. Oh, I was it into it. Sucks. It was into it. It was it was so much different when you know. But then the thing is, is you had that promise when you're playing the beta of like there's so much more to this game. And I put another six hours into that game after the beta. There isn't. So, is this 2018's No Man's Sky? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, and it sucks because the, the like the shell of an incredible fucking game is there. And this how, game, long, how long's Rare been working on this? Six years. Oh. I don't get it. I don't get it. Rare has was always quality fucking games. Oh, this game is quality. 
it's like the like the things you're thinking of, like the quality is like the gameplay and the visuals and like the structure, all that stuff. It's incredible. There's just some really stupid and and empty choices that they have made Some, with this game. Are, you, are we describing Destiny 2, or are we describing no, C2? It sounds no. kind of similar. No, this... <laughs> Destiny Destiny had a lot more to... Like, Destiny's problem was once you finished the core, mm-hmm. the post-game stuff was no good. The problem with Sea of Thieves is that the core loop is just not that fun. Yeah. yeah. It, it, the, here's, get, here's the thing about Bungie, is that Bungie... Everyone knows Bungie knows what to do to fix this game, and they're not going to. While Rare, it's almost like they made choices now they can't back out of them. Well, I I will say this. I think Sea of Thieves is three to four content updates away from being an incredible game. But the question is, is that even going to be this year? Yeah, that's a good question. Is that going to happen? Yeah, it'll happen. By by then, would it be too late? No, it'll happen. And Microsoft, you know, the money's behind this game. They've put too much into it. They have to make it good. And they do have quite a few people who are enjoying what is there now. But I think what happens is that this game gets some big, massive upgrades over the next 6 to 12 months. And then Microsoft rebrands it in the spring of next year. And th- that, I hate to say that, because this game just fucking launched. And, and it's a horrible thing to say. But I think it's a that's week what old. They do. Yeah, I think that's what they do. I think they they go back, they fix the problems, and they mold it. It's going to take some time because the structure is there. I'll tell you one of the worst things about this game is let's say me and Drew are playing and Jay hops online and he wants to join our crew. Mm-hmm. Me and Drew have to quit the game. Why? Because you cannot invite people once you're already in the world. Why? That's stupid. Yep. That's fundamental bullshit. Gears of War 1 did that shit. Yep. It is a, it is a frustrating system. Drop in, drop out. Yep. We've had that since Xbox. Yep. So, it's it's frustrating. I hate to see that. I hate to see that. Yep. Because this is the first Rare game in years upon years. It's the first original IP since Cameo. Wow. From Rare. Wow, that's crazy to think about. What was Rare's last game? Was it Nuts and Bolts? Uh, Connect Sports Rivals. Ah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, it makes me really sad because the the foundation of Sea of Thieves is incredible. But man, it's got a lot of problems. (sighs) Bummer. That sucks. That that really sucks. I I was hoping that was going to be at least a fun playground. But it sounds like they've given the players too much leniency to do whatever they want and well just makes it ruins it for uh, else. sixty dollars correct mm-hmm. <laughs> well it's sixty dollars if you actually go buy it you know you can right. you can just get a month of game pass and i'm gonna tell you right now a month of game pass is plenty to see if you want this game or not because uh you will know within two or three hours so yeah that's bad yeah so let's move on to a good game that you want to talk about ken yeah i'd like to talk about nino cooney too <laughs> Yeah. So, this might be my favorite game I've played this year. Yeah, baby. Wow, really? Talking about it's really good. I I played it yesterday for six straight hours. Wow. Wow. I have not done that in a long time. 
I figured like holding a DualShock controller for that long would make your hands numb. You know, <laughs> even Sony, you kind of have that allergic reaction to the controller, you know. So I got that's some, pretty uh, shocking. I got some blisters on my hands. Oh, okay, it was worth it though. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like holy water on my hands. <laughs> a few blisters or but, something. Uh, tell me what do you like about that game, man? I like everything about this game. So <laughs> when I booted it up, like visually, it's in, it's just incredible. Um, like every world that I go to is incredibly vibrant, colorful, interesting to look at. Um, I like the combat a lot. I think mm-hmm. it feels really good. I like the abilities. I like that I can switch between any of the characters that I want to play <laughs> as. Um, I like that everything is super simple, like performing... You know, uh, your special attacks is as simple as holding down the R2 button and pressing a face button. Uh, the lock-on system is decent. Uh, I really like the enemies. They're fun to fight. Uh, I like that it's not frustrating. My AI partners take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how it's slowly introducing the system. So, six hours in, I've done quite a bit. Uh, I already have my uh, Lofty. I have Lofty. I liked the little puzzle that you had to do for to get him. I thought yeah, that was that was neat. actually pretty fun. Um, and then I was introduced to the like war battle mechanics, which is probably my least favorite part of the game, but I still have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to gripe about something in that game, it would most certainly be the the fact of how good that game looks. And then how bad it looks when you're walking around the overworld and doing those battle things. Oh, you don't like the, the chibi art style thing that they got going on the it's world map? It's so good in the other version. <laughs> <laughs> like, just visually, it just looks so good. Um, also, can we talk about this? The fucking main character is terrible. Okay. Evan? Evan with his ears and his tail and the fact that his middle fucking name is Petty Whisker. <laughs> and he's Dude, what's a Nino Cooney, man? That's that was the first man. You know, like he's trying to do it right. His know? name is Evan Petty Whisker, former king of Ding Dong Dell. Oh, so Ding, Ding, Ding Dong Dell's Dong in Bell. this. Ding Dong Bell, yeah. Come on! <laughs> Like who's good. who's sitting around the table writing the dude's name is Petty Whisker? It's like, yeah, let's use that. That's a good idea. Have it's they called it Your Majesty yet? There is the guy that takes your throne. What's his name? Mausinger. Yeah, about Mausinger. He's, he's a mouse. And then the guy in um, oh, the casino place is named Pugnacious. He's a pug. He's a pug. His name is Pugnacious. <laughs> what? When does this take place? Uh, this is after the events of the first Inukuni game, if I if I understand it correctly. Like years upon years. I don't know how long, but uh, his story it feels like the events of Inukuni one has been passed down to legend at this point. So uh, okay. probably years so, after. All yeah. right, so King Tom no longer exists. Not that I've seen. But there are higgledy uh, piggledies. But uh, Drew, <laughs> like for example, for you especially who has absolutely had a miserable time with the first game. I think me and Ken can both mirror the sentiment that this is this game is way different and way better in every conceivable way compared to the first game. Yep. So, yeah. like Think of it not even as a sequel to the first game, but a whole new entire different beast of its own. Mm. Yeah, and, the, uh, the, combat, it that way. the combat is very, like, third-person action game. It's very snappy and very quick. Like, you go into a combat... 
and then the combat will end in like three seconds. Yep. A lot of the times, like it's just that fast. Yep, mm. and it's very flashy. The enemies are very cool. Um, mm-hmm. Playing on the pro, the one thing I've noticed is that there's definitely some camera stutter. Uh, mm-hmm. Which makes me hope that they do patch that. Oh, well, Ken, I will say that you should turn off automatic uh, camera uh, readjustment. That's the thing that bothered me. What it does is that it always tries to readjust to the middle of the screen instead of just letting you have free reign over it. So just turn that off in the options and you'll have a much smoother experience. All right. Uh, one of the weird things is when you boot it up on the Pro, it gives you two options of, of graphic fidelity. It offers 4K and standard definition. And I'm like, I know that that probably means regular 1080p, but don't 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 call it standard definition. <laughs> yeah. Well, who has a standard definition TV nowadays, though, right? You'd be so sur- I understand be what they mean, but yeah, it's it's confusing. Um, there's a lot of stuff in that game, and it's like slowly being introduced. Like I just did my first side quest at like five hours in. Um, I'm already to the point where I'm building my kingdom. I think yeah. that stuff is really neat. It kind of reminds me of like a management sim. Um, I had totally forgot about the Tinker. (laughs) Like, they would introduce stuff. I went in and I played with the Tinker for a little bit, and then I left and I never came back to it. And then after I stopped playing last night, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about the Tinker. I could go in and and tweak my... uh, That's such a weird thing that you can go in and tweak, like, your party's resistance and damage against specific types of enemies. And you can't get all of that either. No, 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 you have to trade some. Yeah, you have to trade some for other things, and I think that's kind of cool, because, like, the enemies that frustrate me the most are the slime ones, because they will will hit you even in, like, Mm mid-attack. So, like, I put resistance and damage up against those enemies, because those are the ones that bother me the most. I also like the Metroidvania shit. Like, when I got the... uh, the ability to like float on the spinning flowers, right, right, or the there's, uh, there's a couple of those. Yeah, I just got the second one, which is the the fast grow from the fucking Scottish dude that looks like he was a reject from a fucking never ending story or something, or like a Tolkien novel. Uh, you'll start doing a lot of side quests where you start recruiting citizens to your kingdom, and there, there's a lot of citizens. There's over a hundred. Yeah. So, and yeah, most of them want you to do something for them. So yeah, but your kingdom stuff is really rewarding because that's how you get the best equipment, yep. the best items in the game. You basically can get infinite money from your kingdom, so it's worth it's well worth doing. Oh yeah, I've already built like six buildings. In my kingdom, nice. and I, I went ahead and I went and got uh, Auntie Martha so she could run my higgledy piggledy farm. <laughs> you know. Wow. Right. This, this it's, shit. It's, it's a game. It's the story is made for children, man. It's, what, what can I say? It's not. It's not too offensive to me anyway. So I didn't. I didn't mind it. Too it's, much. it's just saying some of the stuff out loud is fucking hilarious. Dude, pugnacious! Come on, pugnacious is cracking me up all kinds of ways, <laughs> and the looks on his face. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I'm very disappointed that there's not a lot of voice acting. Eh, that's one, that's one of my biggest uh, biggest complaints about that game too. The voice acting is pretty good, actually. It's, I, I would like to have it mostly voiced. Yeah, um, and of course, the, fuck, yeah, they don't do a lot of voice acting. But my fucking um, fucking you owe me, you owe me. <laughs> I, I like that Fox part a lot. It was the fucking funny. thing would not shut up. I'm like, okay, so Evan ain't gonna talk, but this fucking bird ain't gonna shut up. You owe me money. Oh, oh my god, that thing was so annoying. No, if, if 
man, if you if you like the first one, you have to buy the second one. Even if you didn't like the first one, you got to play the second one. Yeah, it's maybe when, maybe whenever I don't have a million friggin' things to do. Yeah, it's I, it has been so long since I played a game six hours in one day. I, I so figured Drew, after we finish the Xenosaga one, two, three, <laughs> then we'll go right to Ninokuni two. You know, that's right. kind of a tribute to saying that like how your bad experience with the first game. So I think that's the right way to go. So, mm-hmm. uh, spoiler: we're just announcing that we're doing the Xenosaga games right now. So you know, just, just lock it in. Just uh, make sure you keep a Drew honest about his promises. All right. People on Twitter. Athletes. I have made no promises to anything. <laughs> you can't back out now, Drew. It's already been set. You know, it's, it's recorded now. So too bad. Nino Kuni Two is going to go on my my short list of, of games when I need to talk about best games of 2018 because it's really fucking good. Sweet. I'm I'm really enjoying that game. I'm actually thinking I'm going to play some more today because uh, I just uh, like I said I just got Auntie Martha. Now I got to go. Got to go to the next area. To uh, what are they call the king's king's giver, what do they call him? King, uh, the what? The 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 creatures that make the bond with the kings. Oh, the kingmakers. Yeah, the kingmakers. The, mm. the next one, I gotta go to the next area. I got some side quests to do, you know. I gotta get some good armor. Anyway, what's coming out this week? There's a lot. Big games too. Big big games. Uh, first one, I always hate when I say that because then the first game I mentioned is totally not a big fucking game. <laughs> uh, but the first game is uh, X Morph Defense European Assault. <laughs> oh, huge game! Holy shit! Uh, Marketing for this game has been insane. There is uh, Atler, Liddy, and Suell, the Alchemists, and the Mysterious Planet are paintings. Uh, Sorry. Did we get any word on that game at all? Is that coming in? Uh, probably sometime this week. I don't know. Uh, Bit Dungeon Plus, Bridge Constructor Stunts, Far Cry 5 is dropping. That's a big one. one. Uh, Injustice 2 Legendary Edition. Uh, That is not necessarily the big, big one. Uh, MLB The Show 18 is also dropping this week. All right. Ryan, you excited for that, bud? Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised you ain't playing it yet. Uh, well, I was waiting to see if we're going to get it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't count on that. Okay. Yeah, Sony's, uh, yeah. Ken told Sony to fuck off or something like that or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah, I wrote that in an email. Yeah, it's like, fuck off, Sony. Microsoft for life. And then Sony hasn't gotten back to <laughs> that's, us. That's, that's why we get so many games for review, because my PR skills are that good. It's amazing, frankly. That's why they always send us codes for Xbox One instead of Sony, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. Uh, MX versus ATV All Out. The 25th War, The Silver Case, The Limited Edition. The Witch and the Hundred Knight 2. Trove Heroes. Rollercoaster Tycoon Joyride. Hmm. Tempest 4000. I'm making another Tempest. 999. Yeah, another Tempest. Atari Flashback Classics Volume 3. I swear to God, this is not a Steam game. Of Mice and Sand, revised. <laughs> uh, Preda, Vendetta Rising. Uh, Code Realized, The Bouquet of Rainbows. <laughs> the Bouquet of Rainbows. I think that's a visual novel for the ladies. For the ladies. 
for the ladies. I didn't know they made girl games anymore. I thought just they were just games. Yeah, they're called Otome games, I believe. Oh, but, my yeah. God. Uh, Momodora, The Reverie Under the Moonlight. That's a great game if you haven't played it. It's coming to PS4 What's this week. Okay. Uh, Thimbleweed Park. I kind of want to play that at some point. I heard it's really good. Um, Alteric. I don't know what that is. Don't ask. Uh, the Alliance Alive. If, if a code comes in for that, let me know, Ken. Uh, Dodge Club Pocket. Fire Emblem Warriors Awakening Pack. And Waku Waku Sweets Happy Sweets Making. That's a lot of games for one week. Jeez. I'm not done. Uh, for the Switch, we're getting the out- Outler game. Uh, D-Generation HD. Uh, Outlast 2. Degeneration XD! Oh, Warp Shift. Alright. Bad Dudes versus Dragon Ninja. Wow. That's coming to the Switch. So a lot like Shinobi versus Dragon Ninja. Hey. Hey. I know I know all about that band. I do too, and it's horrible. It is horrible. Still good music, though. Uh, Cluster Still Puck. Cluster Puck 99. Gotcha Racing 2. Streets of Red. Devil's Dare Deluxe. That has that has no relevance to Streets of Rage, right? It's no. not like a no. sequel or anything? No. Shame. Uh, Ting Guy for Nintendo Switch. Uh, the Adventures of Bertram Fiddle, Episode 1, A Dreadly Business. <laughs> God. This is Switch stuff? Yeah, this is Switch stuff. Zombilly. <laughs> I'm sorry. So when are we getting the review code for, for Drew to take that on? <laughs> uh, Farm Expert 2018 for Nintendo <laughs> Switch. Shadow Bug. Uh, Red Out is coming to Switch. That's a great game. Uh, and Tokitori is coming to the Switch. Switch getting a lot of games this week. All right. Let's see if there's any good Steam game names. <laughs> Alice must find the key to escape. <laughs> Looking it up. Oh, that's funny. We're also getting the electric sermon. <laughs> is that like, is that like a preacher that does it to like some fucking like house music? That'd be a great game. I can't find. Oh, Alice must find the key to escape, and then in parentheses it says hidden objects. <laughs> To the break of dawn. To the break of dawn. Okay. Nothing. I mean, it, it, it looks dumb. It's, it's Alice is locked in here. Okay, I have to read this verbatim. Alice is locked in here, own dream, and she needs help to get from her deep level of unconsciousness. While she was taking care of her sick mother in the Garfield's castle, a bolt strikes from the sky and hit Alice, and she falls down in unconsciousness. And that is how her journey began. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Also, yeah, sure, I don't understand why that's a uh, question. Why does Steam allow this shit? Hey, Drew, Drew, you haven't played it yet. You don't know if it's a masterpiece, you know. You don't know. Don't judge. 
I didn't know Nino Cooney was on Steam. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's on Steam, too. Yeah. Is it on Xbox? No. No. Oh. It, you can't have those Japanese games on the Microsoft box. Not yeah. That's not where it belongs. Come on, man. It would be nice. All right, anyway. Um, next. We also, coming out to Steam this week, Go Go Pacho and oh, Horse World. Okay, Horse World. That sounds like something I need to look up. Horse World. Horse World's a good one. It's also worth noting that this week marks the launch of the Duke controller, I think. Remember they were bringing that back for the Xbox? Oh, the the giant Xbox original controller? Yeah, they made a new one and it's coming back. So is it for the Xbox One then? Yep. (laughs) It even has an LED screen on the jewel that boots up the original Xbox animation. Just in case you want to kill someone with a blunt object while playing your Xbox, here's the Duke controller. There you go. Yeah. So how's that horse world looking, Drew? It looks horrible, but it says, uh, it's real simple. Your own horse, groom, pet, ride. Fuck? That's it. No, you do that in Far Cry. Oh, really? Are you 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 kidding? Are you lying? No, I'm kidding, yes. I was making sure. I'm just saying, you know, Far Cry's about these dumbass rednecks. Dumbass rednecks. I don't so have a segue for that. Autobiography? Sorry. I don't have a segue for that. But uh, let's do some news. Cool. News. Looks like EA has a job listing out for a Star, War- Star Wars open world game. That's okay. A, that's an interesting... Yeah, how does that work? Wouldn't it be an open galaxy game? Yeah. You know? I mean, unless you're just on one planet or something. I don't know. I don't know anymore. But no, it doesn't. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, open world's all the hotness right now, right? It is right, the hotness right right now. It's been kind of the hotness for ages, isn't it? Yeah, zombies was there for a while. You know, mm. PUBG's. You know that battle royale. You know, shit. Mobas. They were the hotness for a while. So that breaking news that I I mentioned earlier. It's got an email yes. in my inbox. It's been rumored. We kind of knew it was happening, but Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice is coming to Xbox One and enhanced for the X on April 11th. Great. The game will have three different modes, enhanced visuals, uh, frame rate at 60 FPS, and high-resolution modes. And to reward the patience of Ninja Theory Xbox fans, they're offering 10% off if you pre-order it. Hmm. So... Game will be twenty nine ninety nine releases on April eleventh. That's a fantastic game, and the more people that get to check that out, the better. So, excellent. Um, what else we got? I know there's more news than this. Where's the good news? You I have on. a couple of stuff that happened at the Spike Chun stuff. We're gonna go over any of those, Ken. I'll tell you what, I was all about buying Fire Pro Wrestling for the PS4 until they announced mm-hmm. that Fire Pro Wrestling for the PS4 is $50. Is it $50? Yeah, I got an email saying it was going to be forty nine ninety nine, and then I was like, nope. It's how worth much it. Is, how much is the Steam version, no, Ryan? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know was, how much it is. I thought it was twenty nine ninety nine, and I'm like, if they're charging me a twenty dollars console tax, well, before, hold on, hold on. That. The 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 PS4 version has a lot of stuff that the um, Steam version doesn't have right now. It's Ooh. got a complete story mode with Ooh. New Japan Wrestling. It's got a lot 
a lot of stuff that the Steam version right now doesn't have. Yeah, it's thirty bucks on Steam. That's twenty. So additional content for consoles and just more expensive, I guess. Okay. And I'm sure that additional content eventually will come to Steam, but I'll, I would also guess that the price will go up at that point too. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm like mildly interested in that game, which means fifty dollars is too much for me. Well, the good thing about it coming to consoles for me is that now I have the opportunity to rent it instead of having to you know buy the Steam version because I they, can't rent you know Steam. Are they Steam actually games, so. releasing a physical copy of it? Well, they didn't say it's so. digital only, so I assume that it is. Yeah, most of those indie games don't get physicals until they go like limited run. Maybe I'm not sure, but since they haven't specifically said that it wasn't, so I'm hoping. Uh, the other thing I think that was pretty huge for me in particular is uh, did anyone play Pixel Junk Monsters on PS3? Yeah, that's alright. Uh, anyone else play Pixel Junk Monsters? I did. Uh, what did you think of it, Drew? I thought that um, it was okay. It was brutally difficult at times. <laughs> that is true. But at least for me and a friend of mine that played Pixel Jump Monster, that was like our favorite co-op game for a long, long time. And we've rainbowed every every level, including God. the DLC stuff. And rainbow means you don't let a single enemy get past you. So you don't lose a single life. And we did that for every single level. Rainbow the entire game. It was a heck of a ride. And uh, Pixel Junk Monsters 2, after like 10 years of hiatus, it's finally coming back. It's got a brand new art style that looks fantastic. I'm really excited. This has like jumped up to one of my like most anticipated games. Just for the specific reason that I sent the trailer over to my friend. It's like, oh yeah, we're, we're, we're down. We're going we're gonna to go crazy with this game as well. Um, so very excited for that. And uh, relevant to you and me, Drew, um, the developers of Danganronpa has got a new game coming out called uh, Zanki Zero, The Last Beginning. And it's like this dungeon crawler game. And the interesting idea is that the characters that you're playing are, uh, playing as are these clones, and they actually die after a certain amount of days. They're only like two weeks, and they die. So you have this course of their child, they're, they're young adults, they're adults, they're old, and then they die. And then you have this like life cycle that has to continuously go through. So your characters will eventually die, but they have to be reincarnated into their new bodies. And depending on how old they are, they have different abilities and different uh, you know different ways they can kind of survive. So that idea with the crazy Danganronpa series—it's uh, not the creator, but the published—I mean the the producer and a lot of the developers going into the game. The crazy story that they're gonna put in there—I'm very excited for that. Dungeon yeah. crawling is in like like the first person dungeon crawling catch an Odyssey. Yes, I do believe so. Uh, I think that's what it looks like. It seems I just love the premise, right? I played many a dungeon crawlers. I still think Etrian Odyssey is like the top of the game as far as those that genre is considered. But uh, this one sounds very exciting for the story. We also have uh, Science Gate Zero coming out in PC. Not you know, not much to talk about. It already came out in PS4 a while back, but great game. Love the fact that it's getting more support. Robotic Notes. Another game created by the developers of Science Gate, actually finally making its way west after like eight years of never being localized. So I like seeing that. Uh, 428 Shibuya Scramble is coming out to the west as well. I heard this is a game that got a perfect score at Famitsu. I don't know much about it other than the fact that it uses live action footage for a visual novel game. Sounds really interesting. I heard it's very funny and very clever in the way it tells its story. So... Spike Chunsoft, they really did well. Like, I'm, I'm interested in basically all of these games that they're talking about. And that's, you know, they have a, a diverse lineup of games. So, yeah, excellent. Good job by them. Uh, go on. 
Then you, I gave you time to look at some new, more news. Okay, come on. Today, when you're listening to this, is the last time you can buy Wii games from the Wii Shop channel before it shuts down. Uh-huh. So, there's that. God of War for the PS4 is gold. It's done. Yeah. It's on its way to a PS4 near you. I'm excited. What is, what's the uh, what's the hot level for that game for everyone here? I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm ready. To yeah, play. I'm excited for it. Ready to play that game. Yeah. What about you, Jay? You kind of in the eh front? He don't. Like, yeah. He don't like God of War. The Chronicles of Angry Man. He doesn't like those. Games. He is the worst pony. I swear to God. Like you mentioned, Pixel Junk Monsters earlier. Like every Sony fanboy went nuts when they announced that. Drew's just like, eh. He hates Uncharted. He hates Last of Us. He hates God of War. The worst pony, Drew. The worst. It's because I'm not a fucking pony. I know. I just, <laughs> come on, man. You got to roll with the jokes. I think huh? you are a pony, Drew. Hear my Winnie. Do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> you built it up, Drew. You, as a, as a responsible podcast, you know, host, uh, co-host, you have to say it. You have to do it now. No. Do it. It's too late. If you haven't played Hitman yet, you can now download the Sapienza level and challenges for free. That level is ex- uh, that level is excellent, and uh, Hitman in general is really good. Ryan, you haven't got around to playing Hitman yet, right? I have not yet, unfortunately. It's still sitting in my game shelf. When, whenever you get down to it, I think you'll enjoy it tremendously. They gave another episode for free as well, right? Yeah, they're doing them one by one. The, the first one was free, like over... Like the beginning of the year, and now this one's free. I got plenty of those games. I was going to boot up Golf Story this weekend, and then I sat down and played Nino Cooney for six hours. <laughs> Golf Story is really good. I, I enjoyed it. I think you'll like it too. Yeah. Um, I thought there was a lot more stuff going on, but it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I've been through two pages, and I haven't found anything worth talking about. It feels like filler news, man. There's a new map coming to PUBG and it's small. So there's that. Is that is that something people wanted? Yeah, because the oh, I mean okay. Fortnite's blowing up because of the speed. You figure if you make a smaller map in PUBG, then it's going to speed up the game, right? Oh, that's true. Uh, there was a new game announced. Um, uh, I think most of us played Oxenfree here and we enjoyed it. And they announced a new game called After Party. I did. I haven't played that Oxenfree was, yet. That's uh, that's that was actually announced. A- Last year, really? <laughs> I, I'm seeing it in uh, Gamachi right now. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe they're just showing up for the, first the devil. Time. Uh, there's a there's a trailer for it out and everything, so you know, give give that a look. I think those uh, Oxenfree was particularly interesting because of a lot of things that it did. Look gorgeous. The writing was on point. So excited for this one too. Contrary to Ryan's wrong opinion, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild won Game of the Year at GDC. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Ryan famously hates everything about Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Called it the worst game of 20, 2017. Uh, you know, I, he he made some good points here and there, but you know, he made some good points in his wrong opinion. That's fine. Absolutely <laughs> terrible game. Yeah, worse. <laughs> it's got off anything worse. Yep. Oh shit. We have fun here. <laughs> I really think that's about it for news. Alright. I mean, it's, I felt like there was a lot more going on, but apparently I was wrong. 
I just like the Spike Chun stuff, stuff man. Those were. Those I know. I know. Wendy's. Wendy's dropped a mixtape. Did anybody listen to it? No. I should go listen to it. Oh, they uh, announced Luminous Remastered for oh, yeah. PS4, Xbox One, and Switch and PC. That's exciting. And Mark of the Ninja Remastered. Well, that's exciting for me, but I'm sure there's people that like that. But uh, Luminous, especially, I think that was one of the best games on the PSP, like series-wise. Like a really clever puzzle base with uh, some really great tracks. So having that on the Switch, I think, in particular, would be very nice. I mean, it's not hard to be the best game on PSP. It only had like three, right? It had like a billion games, Ken! <laughs> so many games! Oh, shit. We got an email. It's from Daryl. It says, what do you want to play on the go? Switch style. Hello, guys. Love the podcast each week. It seems like every time a big AAA game or popular indie game comes out, there's always someone who says, that would be good on the Switch. <laughs> I've been banned on a recently rebooted gaming forum site for, quote, port begging. I know, stupid. Uh, But what games currently coming out or that have come out in the past would you love to play portably? I was begging for Skyrim, check, and Darkest Dungeon, check. But I would love to be able to play XCOM, Serious Sam, and Borderlands on the Switch. Which games do you want to be Switchified? This question is not from me. I'm going to say, Drew's too um, cheap to buy a Switch. Come on now. I don't know. I, you I'm kind of satisfied with uh, Nintendo's first-party stuff right now, so... I was going to say, I don't play the Switch portably, so I don't give mm-hmm. a fuck. I don't need any of those games portable. My Switch has not left the dock since <laughs> March of 2017. Sometimes I would like play something on PS4 or something like that, or I would be watching something on TV, and I would just take it off the dock and play something a little bit, kind of half-heartedly on the... But the Switch, to me, is, as a portable device, it's it's a bit clunky because it's so big. Like, they say, like, you can fit it in your pocket. What fucking trench coat is everyone wearing these days that they can fit that thing in their, in their pockets? I ain't got that no pockets. Huge. I ain't got no pockets that'll fit that. But my biggest problem with is the fucking controllers are terrible. I hate the joy <sighs> Controls are not bad, man. I understand. I have the Pro Controller 12. It's better. But it's not like it's not gonna fucking make your hands bleed or something. It's, it it's, makes it's my hands bleed. You know, I have I have big hands. You um, have giant white man hands. I, I have do. petite Asian hands. I get it. Fine. I do you know I'm bred that way so I can hold the bigger cheeseburger? <laughs> it's the American way. <laughs> it is. Uh, I, I will say as for games that have come out, I want the game like DJ Max Respect. I've been playing a lot lately on the PS4 and I like it on the big screen the visualization is fantastic but that's not a that's not a difficult game to put on basically any modern console right including the Switch and I just like having you know just the, the idea of listening to music and playing a game on the same time while I'm the go sounds pretty good to me and I'm not someone that's going to be asking for something unreasonable that the Switch can't handle or will make in such a way it would make the experience like terrible like I would love to play Monster Hunter World on the go but that's not that's not practical that's not going to happen. So, you know, really? that's basically what it is. I, I See, I think it's perfectly practical to put Monster Hunter World on. They're putting Wolfenstein on there. They put Skyrim on there. I mean, yeah, but the, the sacrifices you make to the experience, like, I don't think it, it's worth it. At least for me. Like, yeah, if but- I have the option to play it so much better and plays better and just have a better experience overall. I, the goal experience isn't good enough to make up for it. I got news for you. Every game is going to be better somewhere else. The Switch is the least powerful hardware, but nobody cares about that right now. That's the best place to play Breath of the Wild and Mario Galaxy. Huh? 
That's the only place <laughs> right, to right, play right. Mario Steam Galaxy. World Dig. Steam World Dig looks awesome on the Switch. Have you seen it on the Pro? Doesn't look that much better on the but Pro. But it still looks better, right? We're talking about no, no That's not what us. I mean. You have there's there's levels and nuances to this question, and I'm saying it's not that much better compared to like Monster Hunter World. It'll be significantly better on the Pro. I think to the I truthfully think everybody's just got rose colored glasses right now. The fact they can play Skyrim in a fucking airport. That's truth be told. And, and you know, it, again, it's not for me. Like none none of this portable shit is for me. Like I said, I haven't taken the damn thing out of the dock. In 12 months. So there's literally nothing I want on the Switch other than old Nintendo games. Just bring all the Wii games over. Bring fucking put your virtual console on there. Bring Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64. Well, what's what's this, what's virtual con? What what is that, Ken? Is that some kind of a new thing that they're talking about? What's the uh, kind of thing? It's going to fucking happen. I'm gonna stab somebody. Never gonna happen, <laughs> dude. It's been so long. It's they only, haven't even mentioned it. It's only been a year. It'll be fine. Yeah. Their paid online is coming in September. They gotta have some reason for me to sign up for it, because it sure as shit ain't Smash Brothers. I don't need to play online. No, you want that hot Wi-Fi online combat with Smash Brothers? That's what you want, motherfucker. Every <laughs> single Smash. There's never been a Smash Brothers that you could play over a wired connection. Yes, there were. No, all of the Nintendo consoles. You could buy a third party and do it, but yeah. all of the Nintendo uh-huh. consoles have been Wi-Fi. They've never had an makes their online play terrible. Terrible is a very subjective word. Come on now. Terrible. People play over Wi-Fi, and yes, it's not fucking... Not everybody's counting frames like you, okay? Frames are very important to fighting games. I'm sorry, alright? I'm sure they are, but you know what's not important? Just having a good time. That's what's important. That's the most important. Just have fun. Mm -hmm. Stop counting the frames, man. You go blind. (laughs) (laughs) If you're that legitimate, just play local. Fucking drive down the street. Yeah, that's basically how it goes. Locals always been the way to best enjoy Smash Brothers in particular. Alright, uh, I'm gonna move over to the Twitter, which I apparently tweeted from the wrong account, so fuck you. <laughs> Good work. I don't know. It's something. I mean, it's your first time doing it, so I can understand that you could screw up. Yeah, I, you know, I don't do this very often. Drew usually. Mm-hmm. Dude, is the community manager? What's going on, Drew? I don't do that shit. You do that. Shit. <laughs> shit. I post reviews. Anthony replied and said, tweet it yourselves. I, I can do that sometimes. He also said that guy who reviewed a way out is such an asshole. Wait, hold on. Among, among Drew, like, ruffling stuff, I couldn't hear you. Say what? I, he, I said he also said that guy who reviewed A Way Out is such an asshole. All I gotta say about that is, seriously? Seriously? <laughs> I'm super serial, bro. That's that's crazy. I didn't get my first, like, passive-aggressive message for a review for, like, two years. And then he got in the first one. That's well, he also, he also reviewed a game that was brand new, and he had his review up, like, the day it was released. And it was also high profile. Yeah. Yeah, it's fairly high profile, that's true. But uh, welcome to the reviewers club, bud. Yeah, get your fat get your feet wet. I got a message on Xbox Live the other day that was real nasty, and the truth be told is that message came so late I have no idea what the guy was referring to. Was it Overwatch? It was either Overwatch or Sea of Thieves. <laughs> I don't know which one it was. Because the message came What did late. it say? Oh god, what did it say? 
Can you? Fuck you, dude. I think I deleted it. Because that's usually oh. what I do, is I usually just delete nasty messages because I don't really care. When I played a lot of fighting games, I used to get those constantly, and I'd be like, mmm, yeah, yes, salt goes so nice with your tears. God, I used to get so many playing El Fuerte. Yeah, I deleted it. I still think it was the the funniest one that I got was on Xbox Live. I must have like played against these people and got killed because I got a message on Xbox Live that said, <clears throat> "Don't what was it? Don't start something that you can't finish." Was essentially the the gist of what he said. But he said it in like a metaphoric sense, and I can't remember what he said. And I just I kind of chuckled about it. I'm like, what? Like, I don't even... Like, people send these messages. Either they send them late, or I get them super late. Oh, you stop paying attention, and, keep, and it keeps going, and you're like, what the... What was this I mean, about? This, okay, I still have that message. It came from somebody with the awesome gamer tag of, I gotta get. And he literally just said, LOL, don't start a wager when you, just the letter U, C-N-T, pay. I trying to say can't. He's missing mm. letters. Don't start a wager when you can't pay. Wager? Who says wager? I don't. Some guy named I got a gat. I mean, I got a gat. Clearly, probably a guy who's like eighteen. Eighteen. I think, I think you're vastly overrating. Yeah, I'm thinking more like thirteen there. or fourteen on that one. You really think so? Oh yeah. Yeah, I did. I don't think oh, a fourteen year old knows what the word wager means. They probably heard it on like some of their the shows the kids watch. Probably from one of them rap music. Them rap music <laughs> videos that the children's watch. Uh, what am I even but, uh, saying? Yeah. I don't, is that still a thing? Like, I feel like I'm so old that I'm making out of date I'm old references. What? It's <laughs> going down another level, man. Fuck. I'm not meta the, enough. What's, the inception of being old. What's still a thing, though? What are you asking? Like, what, did, what do kids say? I, I don't know <laughs> about that's what? a very vague question. I just I don't know. Like you, you know, when we were younger. We said dumb shit. Yeah, you know what do they say now? Like what? I don't know. Like don't what know. kind of music? Shit. What like it's, what kind of music it's, it's, do we make lit fun? Fam. What kind of so, oh good dog it, fucking I will mute you and kick you off the show if you say that shit again. <laughs> I, I feel like um, <laughs> I, I feel like any time. So it's this way with every generation. Anytime someone from the past generation tries to use the language of the new generation, you're always behind. That's yeah, true. Because by the time you've heard it, it's out of date. Yeah. Right? So even it's lit, fam, probably isn't something that people say anymore. I don't know. Yeah. I see that shit and on Twitter not. all the time, and I'm like, I see it on Twitter. Yeah. People from a prior generation trying to sound like the new generation never sound cool, and have never sounded cool ever. It's like that Steve Buscemi meme where it's like, how are you doing, fellow fellow kids? Yeah, it's, yeah, you're better off just sticking to the language of your own generation. What you sound it? a lot cooler if you just stick to the language of your own generation, even if people will be like, oh, that's so, that's so lame, listen to him talking like he used to talk. Well, <laughs> so you, you, know so you still want to say less, cool beans? Cool that's, beans! That's less lame than me Radical. saying stuff like, it's lit fam. <laughs> it's lit fam! <laughs> And, and woke. Oh yeah, woke is something that people still say. What, is the, yeah. what does that even mean? I, I legitimately want not, to know. Well, you don't understand because you're not woke, Ken. <laughs> okay, well, if you could explain it to me, I could... Can I you could, use it in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> can, 
Could you use it in a sense that... Can you use it in a sense that... So-and-so attended the March for Our Lives yesterday. He's so woke. I was going to say... I think that's the correct application of that word. I was say, can you use it in a sentence that doesn't sound like you're fucking just an idiot? Ryan, I want you to think that I, I think you're a hip old guy. <laughs> hey, you know what? I appreciate that. There Hopefully, you go. Eventually, I, yeah. my son will think that, too. <laughs> I don't know. My yeah. son has picked up too much stuff of watching classic TV. He runs around the house going, what are you talking about, bro? Bro? And I'm like, bro yeah, I was like, where are you getting bro? Like, what, where does that come from? <laughs> I still have the inclination uh, to say chicken butt whenever somebody says, guess what? Of course you do. I still say that. I say that to my son, and he's like, huh? Huh? What? Hey, Drew, now that you're getting married, you got to start brushing up on your dad puns, bro. Yeah, you got to have dad jokes. No, no, no. Uh, I haven't signed my life away just yet. Just, dude. (laughs) I don't have have a child yet. Dad puns will just kind of come to you. Unless you're somebody like me who's been making dad puns since he was like 13. I was going to say, Drew, you're getting... preparing all your life for it, Ryan. You're just very responsible as a parent, is what what I'll say. You're getting married in two months, Drew. I know. It's the fucking final countdown. It's going to (laughs) happen. You just you might as well prepare for the inevitable because eventually you're not going to be able to say I haven't signed my life away yet because one of these days you're going to hop on the podcast and you be like so we're expecting in June. <laughs> Let's just wait until a tiny person comes out of your wife's vagina and steps all over your dreams, and that's when you become a man. That's what so I've been told. That's lit, fam. Then you'll be woke. I will be woke. <laughs> Can't stop. 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 Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I will be woke AF. Oh god, you use the letters. Don't That's what they they never say as fuck, they just say AF. Do they say I think we person? should change our podcast name to Old Man Gamers at this point. But do they We're say it man. like in person or they, do they just type it AF? Like if they were in person, would they legitimately say AF? I have never experience someone in my life standing next to me saying anything of that nature. I've heard many people say LOL in real life. So, yeah, that's a thing. I mean, I, is that any better I than want to that? slap somebody who does that. JK, LOL! <laughs> and then, I was like, Ugh. I mean, would you would you rather punch them for that, or would you rather punch them if they legitimately said laugh out loud? Why don't they just laugh out loud, for Christ's sake? That's stupid, That's Drew! That's stupid! Nobody do that. They don't make time God. for it. <laughs> We're all bitter old men at this point. It's sad. It's all right, let's move on. Next tweet. Oh, Mookie says, Would it be nice if Puzzle Quest made it to the Nintendo Switch? God damn it! <laughs> is, he, is he, like, piggybacking on that what do you want on the a, on a Switch? No, that was an that email. Nobody seen that. Uh-oh. God damn it, Mookie. No, unless Mookie's listening in on the show right now, or he probably might, is. He might just be woke AF. I mean, I don't know. God, God damn it, man. <laughs> we need to find a new host is what's going on right now. Oh, I'm going to have to get all these lingos down. What is it that the children say? The children. It's a Puzzle Quest Switch. Anybody care? I I didn't I thought that game was cute, but I don't need another version. I already have it. It's been a very long I've time since I played so. Puzzle Quest. Puzzle Quest. Mm-hmm. Puzzle Quest. Puzzle yeah. Quest. Quest puzzles. 
PQ. PQ. Also, <laughs> quite sounds like one of those free to play games, but it's not, right? No, it's totally not. It's uh, there's okay. three versions. They have it, right? they have different types of puzzle quests. I know there's a Marvel one that yeah. is on mobile that is free. It's like an RPG. Like you match the three, and then you move through the dungeon. And you can level up and stuff. It's a weird game. Oh, okay. It's kind of neat. Kind of neat. Dustin. Holy shit! It's a, that was a PS2 game. What the hell? Was it? I thought it was. Puzzle Quest has been around for a long time. Puzzle yeah, Qu- the first Puzzle Quest came out in, like on the original DS. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I remember nuts. it was on like 360 PS3 digital download games. I remember those. Yeah. Huh. Uh, and then they had a second one. Yeah, and Galactic Puzzle Quest. There was that one. The space one. Dustin sales, last chance to get the exclusive WiiWare games you can't get anywhere else, such as the Adventure Island Beginnings and the Konami Rebirth series. Now, uh, what's the Konami Rebirth series? Like they did a Castlevania and a Contra. And... Uh, yeah. Exclusive. The thing about uh, buying stuff digitally on the Switch or any platform is that, like, because once you lose your console or your console no longer works, you lose those games forever. Yep. That kind of sucks. So was, it kind of uh, incentivizes my need to buy those games at this point. So. That was the Nintendo way. Yeah, buy it again, nerds. Well, yeah, they've been it. selling you Link to the Past now for 35 years. Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, he also says, Blaster Master Overdrive, You, Me, and the Cubes, Fluidity, Doremi Fantasy, Choiniki, Pulse Man, Lit, and Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, My Life as King, and Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, My Life as Dark Lord. Mm. Those you are know, all... as someone that played a lot of Final Fantasy games, or basically played all of them, I never played the Crystal Chronicle games. Did you, did you guys play that at all? I did. I did, yeah. Oh, how was that? Eh. It was better with people? Yeah. Okay. You couldn't really play that game by yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was okay. It was, it was, it was fine. It was yeah. I. Uh, says some of you can get some you can get on emulators, but most are Wii exclusive and will disappear. Also, Lit is on mobile, right? Uh, it's on mobile, but I highly recommend this version. Way better art style and controls. Such a better game overall on the Wii. And uh, there's also Lit Two: Colon Fam. Fuck you. <laughs> Make sure you get the DLC. I thought it would be lit to colon AF. I mean... Fam. Yeah, that's right. See, I got dad jokes. That's not a dad joke. That's not a dad joke, man. That was a pretty lame joke. It's, but that's not the point. The, the, the lameness has to be relevant. Like, if I said lit AF at my child, he'd be like, What? I mean, it, just has, it has to be generational. Dad jokes more like, um, man, I'm so hungry. Hi, hungry. Nice to meet you. I'm dad. Yeah, I saw the I saw a green text one time. It was like this really long thing about this guy uh, coming out to his dad, and he's like, he ends it with, "Dad, I'm gay." He's like, "Well, hi, gay. I'm dad." <laughs> <laughs> see, see, that's a good dad right there. That's yeah. a good dad. Uh, Dustin says, also been playing a little of Nino Kuni 2, and that game is awesome! It, it, it is. It is very awesome. You should, you Swimming play. in nines, baby. Swimming in nines. Yeah, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go play that game after lunch. Mm. Gotta build my kingdom. 
Finally, touching back on the WiiWare exclusives, there's many more, but the ones I listed are what I think personally should be checked out. I do not I I I do not own a Wii. I don't either. Not anymore. Uh, couldn't you access the the Wii store using the Wii U though? I think you could, but didn't they shut that off? They shut yeah, that I off, so. I believe. Yeah, because yeah. I still have a Wii U. Because you, um, I paid sixty dollars for Devil's Third. Yes, I know, it's stupid. <laughs> but that's the only place it exists. Like I own it digitally. So. <laughs> So Itagaki owes you money, is what you're he saying. He does! Yeah. Tomonobu, come yes. on, I, I need my check. Speaking of checks, did anybody sign up for that PlayStation lawsuit thing? No. No, I don't even know what it is. So, apparently there was a lawsuit, like class action settlement, if you owned a launch PS4, because of the, the Linux thing, you could fill out this form with your... A launch PS3? Yeah, sorry, PS3. Okay. You could sign this form, like, for a class action lawsuit and get, like, $65 check. But how do you prove that you... Your your account it? has it on there. So you sign oh. in with your PSN account, and it shows all the systems that were registered under that account. Ah, uh, gotcha. Or you could have the serial number if you still had it. I bought one of those at launch, so I went ahead and filled it out. What's the worst they're going to do? Say no? And what's the best they're going to do? Send me a $65 check. There you go. So, I'm too lazy you know. to do that. If you if you or a loved one have mesothelioma, you, you may be you may be entitled to a class action lawsuit. You may be, you may be. Man, I tell you what, watching the attorney commercials around locally around here, there's some dudes with some weird fucking hair. <laughs> yeah, elk and elk, elk and elk's dudes' hair, oh, man. Yeah. Holy crap! But every time I see every time I see one of those commercials, I think, man, I wonder if that dude knows that he's on TV. <laughs> <laughs> just not like, just not aware at all. Oh, I've got to yeah. find a picture of that. Was it? There's a dude's hair is just like you guys can't see me right now, but I'm kissing my fingers like a a, a chef. There's I, a uh, I got a it. Local lawyer here in Georgia who looks and talks a little bit like Jeff Bridges. Yeah, good. And uh, his slogan is, one call, that's all. Hold on. I got the picture. I got to put it in the chat. That dude's fucking hair, man. Yeah. (laughs) Can that be described as hair? Uh, It looks kind of like a bad helmet. We call that that the fringe. That that's that sounds better than hair. Got cause... that beautiful fringe. Ooh, that wow. dude's hair. That's, yeah. Yeah, if you're curious listening to the show, just Google Elk and Elk Law Firm and then go to the images, you will see the pictures of this dude's hair. And you will not be disappointed. It is fucking oh my god. I can't even like I don't even know what he's ever said in a commercial cuz I can't stop looking at the hair and being like the fuck. Yeah. Anyway, that is the show. Uh, if you want to send us an email, it's podcasts at ztgd.com. If you want to tweet at us, it's at N4G Podcast. If you want to follow us individually, Drew is at DML Fury. Jay is at Bodicide J, and Ryan is at Wombat RP. I am indeed. You can follow me at ZTGD or the site at ZTGD Content, where Drew is posting all the quips for the reviews. All the dad jokes. All the. No. Oh, come on. No. No, fam. 
<laughs> God damn it. Just had to lit. sneak one more in there, huh? If you want to be lit AF, you can follow us on Twitter. Is but, that, is that, uh, is that Ted okay. Nugent's brother? <laughs> no, it's Ken Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks a little bit, and sounds a little bit like Jeff Bridges. He looks like he looks like Jeff Bridges. He really kind of you, does. Wait, Ken, you don't have the number one eight hundred call, Ken. Uh, what a what a missed opportunity! That I is. lost it in a lawsuit with some guy named Ken Nugent. And just to all the listeners, if you want to contact me, you can just call me at one eight hundred call J. So in any time, any day you want to discuss anything, just call that number. Okay, so I'll, be, need, I'll be there for you. If you need to get a hold of me, you can call the Call and Oats hotline. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> So make sure you tune in after the the song to hear what that's in reference to because we called that number live on recording and live on recording. It's as great as it sounds, dude. I told you I'm not hip, okay? I'm not woke. Surprised you didn't call it tape. <laughs> live on tape. Live on tape recorded. Do you ever spin one of those with a pencil? Those were the days. Yep. Fucking rewind shit. You kids don't even know what rewind is, do you? Be kind, rewind. Fucking videotapes and music tapes you had to rewind. Fuck it. Anyway, that's it. Unless anybody has anything else. I'm hungry. I'm going to go call an oats. <laughs> Alrighty. And it goes something like this. Why does this exist? 
Because it's Cause America. sometimes you need Hall and Oates and it's emergency. <laughs> well, the internet exists. There's YouTube. Yeah, yeah, but sometimes but you just gotta you just gotta pick up a phone and call for hope. <laughs> Is it playing the whole damn song? If they charge you like a thousand dollars for this song. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Colorado Springs is just located. They ain't got nothing better to do in Colorado Springs but play holidays. Yeah, I think it plays the whole song. Oh my god! Whatever it's cut off. It ain't cut off. Okay. Okay. I'm, I just want to get the. Get the yeah, I, I didn't believe you, Ryan, but you're, you're right. It exists. Told you. I can imagine the guy. You know, just a long drive home. It says, "I really need to hear a song right now," and just calls out this service and just starts going wild. Colorado Springs, Colorado is where that is based. Okay. Yep. That's uh, it's pretty impressive and shocking at the same time. 